across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Labour launches its election manifesto, a warning that women with symptoms of breast cancer are taking too long to see a doctor and a furniture company prosecuted after a dangerous cot leaves a Buckinghamshire toddler hanging from her neck. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Labour Party is launching its election manifesto this morning. Ed Miliband will say all their policies will be fully funded, needing no additional borrowing. Here's James Landale. I understand that Labour will use its manifesto to try to counter its perceived weakness in some voters that it lacks economic credibility. So I'm expecting that the first page of this manifesto will not be some grand vision of a sunny future, but instead be some rather serious rules and promises trying to convince voters that Labour will be fiscally disciplined. A charity is warning that women are leaving it too long to see their GP after developing symptoms of breast cancer. Breast Cancer Care says nearly a fifth of women wait a month and 5% as long as six months, potentially putting their lives at risk. The owner of a furniture business which sold a dangerous children's cot will be sentenced at Aylesbury Crown Court today. The case was brought after a mother from Buckinghamshire found her daughter trapped by her head and hanging by her neck. Barry Caffrey has the details. The case was brought by Buckinghamshire Trading Standards against Philip Dickens, who runs Bauvas Furniture. In April 2013, Louise Conant found her 19-month-old daughter trapped in a gap between the end of the bed and a horizontal handrail. Mr Dickens admitted already to placing an unsafe product on the market. A notebook that belonged to the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing is being put up for auction today. It's expected to make around $1 million at the sale in New York. The music charts are set for another change. Soaring vinyl sales have prompted the industry to launch special singles and albums charts. They'll be published weekly. Vinyl, which at one point looked close to extinction, has adjoined a resurgence in recent, recent years. Colin Patterson reports. Vinyl is to be given its own chart. Impressive considering it is 126 years since the first gramophone records went on sale. But a format which used to be derided for how easily it scratched or even worse snapped has proved to be remarkably resilient in the digital age. As to who exactly is buying the records, it's telling that the top 10 best-selling vinyl albums of the year includes Bob Dylan, Pink Floyd and Two by Led Zeppelin. In golf, the 21-year-old American Jordan Spieth has won the Masters at Augusta. He became the first ever player to reach 19 below par before a bogey at the last left him on 18 under. The weather will be cold at first this morning, turning cloudier, but it should remain dry and feeling warm in the sunshine. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, and go. If you walk down through the woods today, you won't believe your eyes. In an old log cabin on the Great Whale River, underneath the rolling skies, lives a man called Woodrow all alone. You can hear the woodchops cry He swings his axe all day And chops the trees away yeah, yeah. 
chop, 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 you can hear him sing. Chop, 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 as his axe is swinging. Chop, 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 through the woods it's ringing. Timber, timber. Chop, 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 give it all you can. Chop, 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 sang the woodchop man. Chop, 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 through the woods it rang. As the bright sun shines through the towering pines, you can hear the woodman's call. To the raging rapids of the Great Whale River, you can see the pine trees fall. As the sun goes down, you can hear the sound that echoes Woodrow's call. He puts his axe away until another day. Chop, 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 you can hear it sing. Chop, 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 as his axe is swing. Chop, 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 through the woods it's ringing. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, I mean, it's Monday. It's, I, it's, I'm discombobulated, guys. It's light outside. What the hell? But it's night time? Patience, pavements, a load of old pony. That's what's coming up. That's what's coming up. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I know a lot of you have been concerned... Um, a lot of you have been concerned uh, over the um, uh, health and indeed the well-being of Kelly Betts. Let's see how she is. Kelly, you OK? Morning. There we go. She's fine. That's great. Hopefully that's put your minds at ease. Catherine? I've got a splinter. You've not got a microphone on either. You keep changing your flipping. They keep changing. No, it's there. It's fine. It's that one. Oh. Where's your, where, do, you want me to, do you want me to suck it out? No, it's all right. I could probably squeeze it myself. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Where's the I splinter? I think it's still in there. That's not a splinter. That's just... That's not... What, that? Yeah. Have you got a pin? Oh, you have as well. Here we go. It's all right, I can do... Ow! Here it is. Ow! What did you do that for? Why did you flinch so violently? Because you Scared me! Scared me! She flinched so violently! What did you do that for? I was just trying to squeeze it out. I've got it. There's nothing better, is there, than getting a splinter... I mean, there's loads of things actually better. But getting a splinter out is one of the most satisfying things in the world. Where is that splinter? Where is, where's this? Have you got it out? No. 
Well, come here. Oh, no, let's not do this on air. What if... Oh, no. It's all wet. Oh, it's all wet. I licked it. Oh, <laughs> Oh eight um four, just five, two, nine, four, double, five, five, double, Those are just five, some of the numbers available. Now, women are gambling this is kind of links links in, doesn't it? Women are gambling with their health by trying to ignore the symptoms of breast cancer. Trying to ignore the symptoms, that's unusual. That's according to the charity Breast Cancer Care, whose latest research has found that almost twenty percent of women will wait a month before going to the doctors, while some of them put it off for as long as six months. Catherine's got more details on this. What else are they saying? Well, a lot of this is about women assuming that a breast lump is the only thing you have to be worried about. In fact, you need to look for anything unusual. And also while this survey focuses on women, men need to keep yeah. an eye on their chests. Too. I was examining my breasts yesterday. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. So you're looking for any change on the surface or indeed the texture of that area. That could be a symptom. And it's something you're best advised to ask your GP about. I mean, it could be nothing, but it's best to ask. Because symptoms like puckering or dimpling of the skin or a redness or no. a rash can indicate a fast-growing type of breast cancer. Now, Breast Cancer Care says at least 6,000 women who spot a symptom of breast cancer are waiting over a month before seeing a GP, with a small minority of women, as you said earlier on, waiting as long as six months. Blimey. And the charity's calling on more to be done to ensure that all women feel confident about going to their GP without delay. Why are women reluctant to see their GP? They're frightened. It's the same reason men hold back from going to yeah. the GP. One in five women didn't want to see their GP and be told that they had breast cancer. So, I mean... Is it... Well, how, is, you say it's the same... I don't know if it is fear for a lot of men. I think it's... Um, oh, well, I, I'll be all right. I think... Oh, I'll be all right. Yeah, but underneath that is someone who's worried, isn't it? Um, I, I, no, I, I don't know. I think it's more denial. Do you think? For men, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, well, come on. Another reason was they didn't want to be a nuisance to their GP or yep. medical professional. Yep. The charity also found a third of women put off seeing their GP because they didn't believe that their symptoms were serious. And it, this suggests that there remains confusion about identifying the signs of breast cancer and knowing how important it is to report any unusual breast changes as soon as possible. So what does the charity want to see happen so this trend is reversed? Well, the opposite, of course. Um, the charity is now calling for more to be done to ensure women feel confident about going to their GP, even if they think themselves that it's only a small change. This, this thing of not wanting to be a nuisance to the GP, I can give a stuff. Oh, I'll be a nuisance all the time to the good doctor. I think, again, it's things you tell yourself to cover up the fact that you're actually frightened about what they might say. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going to go see the doctor next week just, just to hang out. Now, the charity's encouraging women to get the routine of being breast aware by following three simple steps, looking and feeling your breast so you know what's normal for you. Go on. Doing it regularly, checking for changes, and tell your doctor as soon as possible if you notice anything. We all know this stuff. I'm constantly checking my testicles. Are you? Yeah, I'm doing it now.
another record where every week I go every Monday I go into our price is the new mock turtles out yet no Kelly uh, pop question I've done it on you before and I'm sorry about that but let's go back to the pop question whose brother is in it the band is it like a blur or a supergrass's brother one of them sorry I sorry I thought we were gonna talk to Kelly Betts who's this who's this um, uh, man <coughs> <laughs> it's Kelly's brother. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, the, I'm trying to think of a boy's name that rhymes with Kelly. Nelly. I Nelly Furtado is a woman. No, but Nelly the rapper has just got done oh. for drugs. Hey, a rapper doing drugs? I'll have none of that. I'll have none of that talk on my radio show. It's true. Uh, Steve Coogan. Oh. Oh, do you know what? I did just log that song and yeah. the surname was Coogan, yeah. so I could have answered that question if I'd really thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know, did I? No. Can I give you a little uh, tip? Yeah. The end of that finger. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem. In Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road it's looking very busy at the moment at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout and in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill there's temporary traffic lights just before Marlow Road which could cause some delays later on this morning. It's not looking too bad though in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way around the roadworks at the Kingston roundabout but expect delays there later on and there's no reports of any delays so far on the motorways on the M1 and the M25 look like they're moving fine so far this morning Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy 6.16 or thereabouts Monday the 13th of April I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio The Labour Party is launching its election manifesto this morning The charity is warning that women are leaving it too long to see their GP after developing symptoms of breast cancer and the owner of a company which sold a dangerous cot is being sentenced today after a toddler from Buckinghamshire was left hanging from her neck. BBC Three Counties Radio. (laughs) 
every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning, is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such a minority. Oh, Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. guest isn't answering that puts us in an awkward position kelly i mean can you uh, can you do a welsh accent i could give it a go i've go been then. to wales Wait. this weekend did you yeah. oh i saw a photograph that you tweeted of wales isn't it beautiful yeah. i mean not the city or the people city of wales yes yes the city of wales uh but the edge of it that wasn't the chair <laughs> uh, <laughs> the edge of it. You know, the, the the edge. Yeah. The edge of Wales is marvellous. The city of Wales, poor. The people, poor. The food. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is that stuff they eat? Oh, oh disgusting. 
Oh, no, I'm thinking of Mexico, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of Mexico. Silly. So, let's hear you. But where about somewhere else did you go? Hollyhead. Anglesey. How do I be so rude? I've just <laughs> I'm not had time to do my hair. <coughs> I just asked the question. Were you anywhere near Islam? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, around anyone going for Yes, she's gone for it. It's a spontaneous round of applause. We're applauding a woman showing off. Yeah. But Ooh. you know what? That's what we do here in this That's country. That's where my best friend was from when I was a little tiny person. That's when, when I was nine. Did you ever write to her? No, no, when we weren't that good mates, really. I mean... She went off with Shelley. What mm. what is going on here is Kelly. We is Kelly is buying time. Um, she, sorry, mm? she's buying time because she doesn't want to do a Welsh accent. Well, I'm sorry, Kelly, but you're going to do that Welsh accent and you're going to do it now, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please welcome to the stage performing her Welsh accent? It's Ms. Kelly Bear. Hang on a minute. Oh, of course, I'm going to. Do you know what I'm going to do after the show today? I'm going to sort out my hotkeys. Oh, that'd be fun. Would you please? It will be. Actually, that's quite exciting. Last night I was in bed. I thought, oh, I'm going to sort out my hotkeys. Oh, that'd be good. I'll have an hour. Aww. Would you please welcome to the stage, performing her Welsh accent, it's Miss Kelly Betts. Wales. Well, Scotland says no. We'll find out what the rest of the British Isles says a little bit later on. So, basically, our story about pavements, um, the 20 past hit story about pavements is, I'm afraid... Uh -uh. Do you want me to sum it up for you? Um, Parking on pavements. Oh, it gets in people's way. Doesn't it? Oh, I think it's disgusting. And so, don't we all? But I'm afraid we've uh, had to um, we've had to put that story to, uh, to sleep. <laughs> there we go. That's the end of that. So, we'll have a little look. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll play this. Yeah? Yeah, there's, there's only one story today. <coughs> papers are very poor. Up and down, mm. like a bride's nighty. Uh, the papers at the moment. Seriously. <laughs> Who is that? That's, um... John Shuttleworth. I was gonna say I'm John up and down like a bride's nighty. I was going to say John Stapleton, but it's certainly not him, the old uh, uh, teeth blower. Now, um, so there's only one. Okay, but it's a good one. What's a teeth blower? <laughs> you can hear his false teeth rattling when he does his boring show. <laughs> it, honestly, one of the most boring presenters of all time. Jealous. Uh, so, David Cameron is saying that he's going to increase the money spent on the NHS, but is it what you want to hear? Oh, Call me now. That sounds like a good show. <laughs> right, okay. Yellow jersey, brown shorts. Oh, no! Yellow jersey, brown shorts. <laughs> Sponsored by a newspaper beginning with the. Kelly, what? Uh, <laughs> Is that you? I need to get some WD 40 for my bum. <laughs> Kelly. WD naughty. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Don't give, don't give the disapproving look. I'm not, I'm laughing <laughs> quietly. That was good. WD naughty. WD naughty naughty. Okay. Uh, yellow jersey, brown shorts. Kelly Betts, what's the story? Is it as rude as I think it's going to be? Well, I don't know. Probably not, actually, no. <laughs> no, in your mind, no. Is it...? <laughs> it's a good one. Is the yellow in the story we and the brown poo? The brown is poo, yes. OK. So it is as naughty as I thought it was. Yellow jersey. What does that relate to? I don't know. Okay, Catherine Boyle, yellow jersey, brown shorts. Sponsored by a newspaper beginning with the. At first, I thought it was, you know, um, Charlie Brown standard attire. 
does wear a yellow jersey and brown shorts. He does peanuts! But peanuts! Now, but now you've got me thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking it's something to do with cycling. Oh, she's not Ooh. far wrong, he said, looking over to Kelly to indicate. Quick, get a song. You've got a song? Yeah, it's Odyssey. Oh, no, we've got a song. got a song. Sorry, we've got a song. We've got a song. We've got a song. <laughs> Odyssey. So, Use it up and wear it out. I wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. I need that for later. You never know when you're going to need it. Yeah. Um, cycling. Yellow jersey, brown shorts. OK, so <laughs> cycling when you're ill. Can I just say, by the way, the story is written by... Holly Christodoulou. Oh. Holly Christodoulou. We're not supposed to laugh at people's names, but come on. Holly Christodoulou has written something really nice about a man who was on his bike. Yep. And um, he was uh, wearing the lycra. Yeah. And as we all know, there's... I not, like the lycra. There's, not an off, there's nowhere to hide in lycra. No. And he um, was um, caught out by a tummy bug. No. It's about cycling. This is brilliant. And I'll show you the picture in a minute. Oh, I don't want to see a picture. It's basically... It's... Um, it's it's a, a cycling race, and the picture is them cycling across um, uh, a level crossing as the barriers go down, oh! Oh. and then a high-speed train hurtles towards them. These top cyclists just missed being hit by a 200 miles per hour train at a level crossing. Some competitors racing against Brit Tour de France winner Sir Bradley Wiggins, 34, rode round the barriers as the TGV thundered towards them. They were taking part in a race. Look at that picture. No wonder they had brown shorts. Oh, my God. Crikey yeah. Bobs. Crikey Bobs the Smiths. <laughs>
Starting with the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem. On the motorways on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to get busy around Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And also in Bricketwood on the North Albert Road, it's looking quite slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Hatfield on Great North Road, there's roadworks at the junction for St Albans Road East, so that could get busy, but on the speed sensors, it's not looking too bad at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the Labour Party is launching its election manifesto this morning. Ed Miliband will say all their policies will be fully funded, needing no additional borrowing. A charity is warning that women are leaving it too late to see their GP after developing symptoms of breast cancer. Breast Cancer Care says nearly a fifth of women wait a month and 5% as long as six months, potentially putting their lives at risk. And the owner of a furniture business which sold a dangerous children's cot will be sentenced at Aylesbury Crown Court today. The case was brought after a mother from Buckinghamshire found her daughter trapped by her head and hanging by her neck. The weather will be cold at first this morning, turning cloudy but it should remain dry and feeling warm in the sunshine. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 21-year-old American Jordan Spieth has won the Masters Golf at Augusta. Finishing on 18-under, he equaled the lowest score in Masters history. To be able to come to the world's greatest and to come out on top, you know, now the goal's changed. This was the ultimate goal in my life, and to be able to accomplish it at 21 and still have a lot of years to go, um, you know, I didn't really expect that. Manchester United were 4-2 winners over Man City in the derby at Old Trafford yesterday. Watford remained third in the championship after their win at Millwall. MK Dons missed a chance to move closer to an automatic promotion position in League One with a goalless draw at Port Vale. In League Two, Wickham remain in an automatic promotion position after their win against Cheltenham and Stevenage remain in the playoffs after their 2-1 win against Northampton. The Borough came from a goal down and manager Graham Westley says it shows their battling quality. Well, we rose in the second half the the challenge was there they were 1-0 up and it was our home patch and we had to we had to get about the game and uh, I thought the players were were excellent in the way they went about it and you know the fans are always going to get behind you when you're showing that level of purpose and Luton now three points off the playoffs after the Hatters home defeat to leaders Burton Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton won the Chinese Grand Prix in Shanghai ahead of his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg Hamilton comes towards the final corner of the race turns through the left-hander for the second year in a row, Lewis Hamilton wins the Chinese Grand Prix. He extends his lead at the top.
top of the championship after a commanding and comprehensive victory here in China. Both fists come out of the cockpit, punch the air in turn, and he has won the Chinese Grand Prix. And this afternoon, England's cricketers play their first test match against the West Indies. BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 7 o'clock. What a great idea. A shoe built on blocks. I'll call them... Blocker boots. We'll sell a million. Excellent idea. Andy's in Luton. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. What's wrong, fella? It says on the Two screen things. moaning about boring stuff. What, what? What's wrong? Two things, Ian. Go on, fella. One, why is Piers Morgan appearing on the ITV's morning show? He's doing what, Can't sorry? Can't stand the bloke. What do you mean on the ITV? Hang on a minute. Which oh. ITV's morning show? You know, the, 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 the morning news show. He's presenting with Susanna Reid. Oh, good morning. This is Britain. How are you doing? Yep. Yeah. Was he presenting? Well, where's Ben Shepherd? Oh, he's oh, doing. No. He, ben Shepherd's doing either Tipping Point or Ninja Commandos, his new show. <laughs> he's got a show called Ninja Commandos. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of anyone more dynamic to present that programme. Physically very fit. Um, in terms of presenting style, as dead as a dodo. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure he's very nice. Pierce, well, because well, his career failed in the States, didn't it, Andy? Yeah, that's right. That it, it turns yeah. out you can annoy people too much. Yep, 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 yep. He's very annoying. He's hang, on, very well, annoying. hang on a second, Andy. Can I bat that straight back at you? What yeah. are you doing watching ITV's morning show? Well, the thing is, I normally watch BBC. What, 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 what is the word watch coming into this at all? Surely <laughs> listen to us, <laughs> yeah, this guy. Well, that is before your show, you see. That is before your show comes on. Good morning. What time does Good Morning This Is Britain start? Six. Well, it starts at six. six. So that's not so before... That's not be, that is not before my show. That is as <laughs> my show starts. I can't it's speak to this guy, bit. Catherine. I can't speak to him. You t- I can't speak to him. <laughs> Andy, you talk to him. Andy, what have you done? What on I earth know. have you done? Go on, what oh. else did you want to have a moan about? But there's another point as well. Tell me. In, in Luton on Sunday, the newspaper... Right, so you're not only watching another programme, but you're also reading the paper. I mean, are you trying to find distractions? Are you trying to avoid us? Yeah, that's right. There's always a report on the Luton Town game. Yeah. In in Sunday's paper, instead of the report, it's got go online for a full match report. They can't even be bothered to write it down, can they? Go online when you're getting a newspaper, for God's sake. Well, you want to know what you don't want to do? Smash up your yeah. telly, rip up your newspapers, and rely solely on us. That's right, exactly. That's what I'm going to do now. Good. <laughs> I don't sorted? know if I want him listening to yeah. us. <laughs> I don't know if I want Andy listening to us. If he can't be committed to the cause, what a great band, <laughs> then I'm not sure I, I, I want Andy as one of our listeners. Can we let, We'll let you know later in the week, Andy, whether oh, we want you or not. Thanks. Thank you. Unbelievable. They should do that with the entire newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Have a look online. It's one sheet. Have a look online. Aye, Google aye, it. Aye, hey, aye, this, yeah. but yeah, then you'd on. miss beauties like this. Beauty and the Beast. Well, don't. <laughs> Actually, I mean, you're quite close. Oh. Page 15, Daily Express, if you want to read along longer count. Oh, I've got in a love again, whitey, by the way. In, sweat on. Yeah, is that coffee? In Love Again, UK's most gullible man. 
Oh, am I? Am I in love again? A father dubbed Britain's most gullible man... And I wish people would stop calling me that. ..has fallen in love with a third Gambian woman. Yes. They are very Moorish. <laughs> despite two marriages to West African brides ending in heartbreak, he can't help himself. He can't get enough of the Gambia. If he loves it so much, why didn't he just... Oh, he did. <laughs> oh, you're making me laugh to this morning, Catherine. Let's just... Where's my diary? Hang on a second. Let me write this down. <laughs> hang on. No, no, hang on. Hang on. What's the date today? Uh, it's the 13th. <laughs> Lucky for some. 13th of April. Hang on, let me just... Kath manages two laughs. No, hang on. Let's get it down. Right, please. 13th. Go on. Kath has made me <laughs> laugh for... The first time ever. Brilliant. Away you go. Look forward to more laughs. Hapless David Tungate, that's not his full name, he's just called David Tungate, and he's 58, was left devastated after the marriage to his first Gambian wife broke down shortly after he brought her to the UK. Oh. Hang on a minute. Then what happened? He then remarried, but his second wife, Nde, also from the Gambia. Nde, oh, I'll you know find you. Put trouble in, put trouble, because I, I, I got um, just the uh, instrumental version of Coldplay. Where? Um, look in the thick, hang on, I'll do it. It'll oh. be worth it. Just talk to them a minute while I do this. I don't want oh, to talk. You're too busy typing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing production with um, Coffin Ke Kelly. Under the soup dragons. There, because that's yeah. You want it there. Oh right? well, no, that's those are my keys. My no, no, no. But that's the one with the words on. This is the one without, and this is the one you're going to oh. use over and over again. Okay. David Tongate, 58, was left devastated after the marriage to his first Gambian wife broke down shortly after he brought her to the UK. He then remarried, but his second wife, Nde, also from the Gambia, turned out to be a bigamist who, he said, conned him out of £24,000 worth of retirement money and left him close to bankruptcy. David from Kingsland, Norfolk, added, I've been left with nothing. No home in England, no pension, no savings, just £45 a week to live on. I can't even move back to the UK because I can't afford it. But it's looking up for David. He's now dating a third Gambian woman and is convinced his latest find will prove to be third time lucky. The former van driver said, I know people reading this might think I'm the most gullible man in Britain, but I'm not bothered. I may have been left with nothing from the last Gambian woman I fell in love with, but my new girlfriend is different. She's wonderful and I feel blessed. It may be stupid, but I always follow my heart. day from my old man. It may be Cockney rhyming saying that it ain't in no school book. He says it every time that he gets mad. A regular caution is my old dad. You're not going to be made to look a fool anymore. You've done it once too often. 
take me for? Oh, darling, there isn't any pleasing you. Mr. Woods? Uh, uh, hello, Mr. Woods. Good morning. My hello. name's uh, Detective Sergeant Brown. I'm calling from the Fraud Department. Um, I just need a moment of your time, if that's possible. Um, okay. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm currently investigating a number of banks in the area. Um, we believe the issue is that they're actually issuing counterfeit notes. friends, is the sound of a peacock. I, I don't really know, Rita. Dad Pop. Where did that idea come from? Um, it came from my, my brain.
cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Virgin Trains West Coast have 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's looking very busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood but it's also looking quite slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 14 for Heathrow. In Borenwood on the A1 southbound queues are starting to build up between the Holiday Inn to the Stirling Corner and in Buckingham on London Road there's temporary traffic lights at the A421 total roundabout which could cause some delays to your journey later on. Samantha Breath, BB C Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, it's uh, Monday the 13th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Labour Party is launching its election manifesto this morning. A charity says women are leaving it too long to see their GP after developing symptoms of breast cancer. And the owner of a furniture company is being sentenced for selling a dangerous cot which came close to killing a toddler from Buckinghamshire. Uh, we'll speak to Delia in a bit. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Hello, very good morning to you. Chilly start this morning. We've had an air frost in many spots. We're at two degrees at the moment in Luton and most of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. And so we've got some sunshine to start the day. But the cloud that crossed us last night actually pivots back towards us through this morning. So we've got some cloud in the middle part of the day. We'll end with some brighter spells, though, or some sunshine before the sun sets later, close to 8 o'clock. And temperatures do quite nicely today. 14, 15, given some brightness later, 16 Celsius. 61 in Fahrenheit but not as well as they're likely to do for the next couple of days. A misty start tomorrow morning that mist burns away lots of sunshine for the rest of the day and the temperatures well above where they should be for the time of year. 20 or 21 Celsius for tomorrow for Wednesday afternoon perhaps even better than that. Somewhere around 22, possibly 23 given some long spells of sunshine. Maybe the risk of a shower late in the day on Wednesday but mostly we're dry through this week. Thursday a little bit cooler down to 17 Celsius. Still above average though for where we should be and a bit of cloud increasing and it will be cooler and cloudier by Friday. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I lied. No. Yeah, I lied. Wait, I've got it. No, what? What? Sorry? No, I'm not saying you can still play. It's still free play for you, Kelly. Okay. That's not a lie. That wasn't the lie. Thanks. The lie was, I am your dad. No, the lie was, Justin, yeah, I on. said there's going to be no more What's the Story Morning Glory, but I've got one for just you and Kelly Betts. You oh, ready? Oh, I'm so ready for this. Okie yes. dokie. Come me, on. Because Catherine has seen this story. Yeah, I've only seen the headline. I don't know what it's about. You know what it's about. No, I don't. You saw the picture as well. Um, right. Well, I think we can guess what the picture is. Right, hang on a minute. Shh, shh, shh. Don't give them any clues. Cause, Naked you know, a buddy. So? Naked a buddy? What? Naked kabaddi? No, what, the na- sport? Naked, naked bodies? Uh, in your dreams, mate. Literally oh. in your dreams. OK. Here's the headline. Bum's eye tree. <laughs> Bum's eye tree. What's the story in um, Excuse me. Who's going first? Sponsored by a newspaper beginning with the sun. Aww. What? Any other newspaper. But they all come from the sun. <laughs> Justin, bums are Would you like a little bit of thinking music to help you? Would you mind? Would that be okay? No, that's fine. Do you want about 30 seconds of thinking music? Yes, please. Okay, here we yes, go. please. Oh, yes. Got me deep in thought, this one. Okay. Um, I think it's got something to do with a bum. Would I be correct in saying that? I think somebody 
has fired something into a tree, but he didn't realise somebody was in that tree and it's gone into their bottom. Let's just, let's just go through that one more time, Justin. Mm -hmm. You think... Just explain again. I think... Bumzai tree is the line. Yes. OK. <laughs> I think somebody has fired something into a tree for a bit of fun. Yeah. But he didn't realise that somebody was in that tree. Yeah. And he's fired something into that person's, bo into that person's bottom. You think Bumzai tree? Yeah. OK. Kelly Betts, what do you think? So, um, can I have some thinking music? Yeah, of course yes. you can. Yes, it's um, obviously a play on the word bonsai tree, but it's got a bum in there. Did somebody put a bonsai tree where they shouldn't have, where the sun doesn't shine, where trees don't grow? Maybe they did. So you think someone put a bonsai, a bonsai tree in a bonsai? Yep. Incorrect data. <sighs> Catherine, do you want to uh, do you want to tell the story, and then do you want to read the little bit in italics at the end? Oh, can I? Basically, they've stolen an idea that we stole from somebody last week. Oh. Landlord Nick Goodall has a bonsai tree that looks just like Kim Kardashian's bum. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. It really does. It's covered in soil and oh. baby bio. <laughs> The 12-inch tall ginseng ficus has a rounded Ooh. trunk which is a dead ringer for the reality TV star's famous bootay. Yeah. Kim, 34, became known for her large asset after posing on the cover left of a magazine last year in case you'd forgotten what it looked like. It's a bum. It's a massive bum. Nick, right, not a bum, not a massive bum, is a fella, uh, from Falmouth, Cornwall, and said, people now want curtains so they can have a part of the Kim bumsoy tree. Meanwhile, Kim met one of her oldest fans in Armenia last week after an elderly woman waited three days to give her a bunch of flowers. That's not related, but it's just but, true. Okay, so the sun and now t so the, the the picture and it does look like uh, Kim Kardashian's bum. Okay, <laughs> so the sun and now you've seen it, haven't you? The sun, the sun as often do at the end of a story. They say if you've got a story, contact us on this email address. What does it say at the end of that story? <laughs> Have you spotted Kim Kardashian's bum in any objects? Call the son's new desk. <laughs> not, but desk. Just to clarify, not have you spotted any objects in Kim Kardashian's bum. Have you spotted <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian's bum in any objects? And it's the phone-in we did last week. What have you seen that looks like a bum? Yeah. They've copied us. Disgusting. And I know that... Um, um, is it uh, um, uh, Reese Dinsdale? No, David Dinsdale, the editor of The Sun, follows me on Twitter, as do a couple <sighs> of The Sun reporters. Unbelievable. They've nicked it. From us, can you believe that, Justin? They've nicked it from us. It's above the door. How does it make you feel? Well, it makes me feel I want dollar. <laughs> I want dollar. <laughs> now, listen. Uh, we, I, I've got a few possible ideas for Justin. Have you got a few possible yeah, well, ideas? Well, possibly. What have you got? Go on. So it's a possible idea. If I possibly okay. Got an idea. <laughs> okay. Yes. A chess grandmaster has been caught cheating during a tournament by using a mobile phone hidden in a lavatory. Good one. Georgian Gal. Oh, right. I've got to be careful here. Gaios. Hello? Nigelids. <laughs> I'm keep being careful. Who won his country's chess championship in 2013 and 2014, yeah. or did he, could now be banned from competing. He was expelled from the Dubai Open on Saturday when his opponent became suspicious about how many bathroom breaks he was taking. He was said to have been consulting a chess app on his phone. So, cheating. Cheating? Yeah. Cheating. Cheating and chess. Cheating. Uh, the one, uh, here's one I like. There's, there's a few in the papers. I mean, it's not particularly good in the papers, but there's a few that might work for you. 65-year-old mum of 13 is expecting quads in weeks, and I don't mean the bikes. Ooh. 
She's already had 13 children and is due to retire this year, so you'd think babies would be the last thing on her mind. But Annegret Raunick is set to become the oldest woman in the world to have quadruplets at the age of 65. So the, the, the phone in is, what's the oldest thing you've ever come out of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Well, um, I've uh, come out of... I've come out of um, St Paul's Cathedral. There we go. How Valid. old is that? That's what's that? Three hundred years? Four hundred years? Yeah, something like that. I came out of a classic car once. That was probably about I don't know, fifty years old. Well, I've beaten you by like three hundred and fifty well, years. I'm just giving you what came, you know, straight to my mind. It came from my brain. Take that to the streets, just okay. What's yep. the oldest thing you've come out of? Yes, please. We're definitely doing that, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll go for that one, shall we? All right, no worries. <laughs> And then maybe you can do a vox about this old mum as well. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. But the first thing is, oldest thing you've come out of. Let's just see what happens next. The magic on the streets. Thank you, Chas. Cheers. Bye-bye. I can't believe I've never seen it. The excellent Stardust starring David Essex, Adam Faith, Paul Nicholas, Keith Moon and um, um, Jacko from Brushstrokes. My mum's given me the vinyl of that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, I've well, never seen it. Yeah, the film is brilliant. I've seen that'll be the day loads of times, but we, and this is kind of the sequel to it. 
And David Essex, oh man, he's just so beautiful. He's such a pretty boy in it. Wonderful. So I started watching that, and then the boys came in just as David Essex was um, was um, uh, was uh, talking intensely to two young female fans. I thought probably probably best to stop yeah, this now. We, we know Daddy, can going. I watch this film with you? No, I don't think so. Uh, the oldest thing you've come out of, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. That'll do. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still 15 minute delays on Virgin Trains West Coast between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem. It's starting to look busy on the motorways on the M25 anti clockwise. There are queues building up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And also the M1 southbound is looking slow between Junction. At 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne and the A1M southbound's busy at Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Biggleswade on Normandy Lane, that's been a reminder that's been closed for roundabout construction work at the junction of London Road, so being told to expect delays on London Road. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. And then, guys, those of you who listen to the great lost first hour of the show... It's like a secret club. I've seen the figures. There's literally about seven of you, and we put in more effort. The four of us put in more effort in that first hour than we do for the rest of the show. If you're just tuning in now, shame on you. Shame on you. The oldest thing you've stepped out of, please. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Liak New. The headlines, Labour launches its election manifesto. A furniture company prosecuted after a Buckinghamshire toddler nearly dies. And a woman with symptoms of breast cancer taking too long to see a doctor. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Labour Party is launching its election manifesto this morning. It will focus on the economy, promising to cut the deficit in public finances. Here's Sean Curran. What's very interesting about Labour's manifesto is the way that it is tackling what some people have seen as being one of its weaker arguments over the past five years, the handling of the economy, straight away with this promise of what they call a budget responsibility lock, the idea that every policy initiative they come up with will be costed, will know how it'll be funded and there'll be no need for any new borrowing. The owner of a furniture company will be sentenced today for selling a cot which trapped a toddler from Buckinghamshire by her neck. Philip Dickens has pleaded guilty to putting an unsafe product on the market. Louise Conant was watching her video monitor when she saw her 19-month-old daughter get trapped at the end of the cot. She was through in a matter of seconds. Uh, she'd let go of the side of the cot by the time I reached her, so I had to feed her body through the cot and the roll bar. She'd caught her breath rather than stopped breathing. So an instant reaction was to blow into her face and she managed to start breathing and, and crying. A charity is warning that women are leaving it too long to see their GP after developing symptoms of breast cancer. Breast cancer care says nearly a fifth of women wait a month and 5% as long as six months, potentially putting their lives at risk. 
A notebook that belonged to the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing is being put up for auction today. It's expected to make around a million dollars at the sale in New York. Here's Carol Abercrombie. The 56-page notebook was written while Turing was working to decipher the seemingly unbreakable Enigma codes used by the Germans. It's believed to be the only extensive Turing manuscript known to exist and was among the papers he left in his will to friend and fellow mathematician Robin Gandhi, who passed away in 1995. Auctioneers Bonham say part of the proceeds will be donated to charity. A new study says almost half of young people aged 16 to 24 suffer from neck or back pain. Rishi Loti from the British Chiropractic Association says unhealthy lifestyles are to blame. Back pain and neck pain can be quite disabling. It's one of the leading causes of people not going to work in the UK and around the world. So it affects everything you do from how you move, what activities you can actually do. In golf, 21-year-old American Jordan Spieth has won the Masters at Augusta. He became the first ever player to reach 19 below par before a bogey at the last left him on 18 under. And the weather will be cold at first this morning, turning cloudier, but it should remain dry and feeling warm in the sunshine. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Come on, guys. Who doesn't snigger when they talk about golf and they mention bogeys? Come on. We all do, don't we? And I'm not proud of it. I'm the dad of two boys, age five and three. This kind of stuff. wet themselves when I told them the other day about country and western singer Willie Nelson so bogeys oh wait four five nine four double five 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 across beds hearts and bucks this is BBC Texas radio Texas uh, this is an anonymous text oh oh Catherine you're so cocky oh hang on a minute it's Jonathan oh you're so cocky. Normally you wouldn't have that the, the text machine open. Maybe I'm not normal today. Maybe I'm still on the night nurse. Yeah, oh, ah, uh, that explains a lot, yes. Night nurse. We're asking today the oldest thing you've come out of. Yep, this is because a 65-year-old woman is having quads, not the bikes. Oldest thing I stepped out of is a pyramid at Giza. Oh. I, I did have to step in to step out. Yeah, you would. Hey, do they have imperial... I went to a, um, a Buddhist... The retreat, not a retreat, Buddhist, um, oh yeah, youth hostel oh. in Japan. Yeah. Uh, it was the only time I've been youth hosteling. I was in my late 30s and I was quite wealthy at the time and uh, I ain't never doing it again. It was horrible. Horrible people there, horrible um, um, people from all around the world laughing at the way I cooked a jacket potato, sleeping on the floor and having to use communal toilets and showers. You had to put your name down on a piece of paper when you have a shower. No, thank you. But they had, apparently they have this in Buddhist temples, possibly other faiths, they had a hole in the ground. And you climb into the hole in the ground and you're sealed in. What? And it's pitch dark and you walk around, it's like a little tunnel. And you walk around the little tunnel in complete darkness and then you come out of the hole and it's symbolic of being born again. You're passing through mother Earth's legs as you come out of the hole and you were born again. I thought it was just a little bit of fun. Um, but um, Woody, the monk there, who, I'll be honest, 
Really miserable man, actually. He was, a, he was an American Buddhist monk living in Japan, living the dream. Yeah. Really miserable, grumpy man. Oh. I wanted to talk to him about Buddhism. I was on, the, I was on a quest. Well, you're hoping you're going to get someone beautifully zen and balanced and uh, calm and reflective and serene. How'd you get into Buddhism then, Woody? I just, just you know, just, I, mean, I just liked it. Took too many drugs? What, you, what, what, what are you doing in Japan, Woody? I, I came over here. i got to go. i got stuff to do. All right, mate. Thanks for sharing. Flipping heck. Anyway, go on, well. So did you go down the hole? Yeah, of course did I did. you come out again? Yeah, I did. Reborn. Did someone slap you on the backside and weigh you? Someone did something. Oh? Yeah. I don't like people who say unbelikable. Why? Don't like them. It's wrong, apart from anything else. Don't trust them. Okay. Any other texts before we crack One on? One from Maff in Hanslow. Hey, Maff, regular it, texter to the show. Ian, great music this morning. Thank you. In the run-up to the election, no, not one party has mentioned what they would do with the Hanslow Christmas and now Easter lights yeah. <laughs> that are still up. Says Maff in Hanslope. I thought those lights were explained as that they're, they're not seasonal lights. They were put up at Christmas, but they're, they're there to be enjoyed the whole year just, round. Just fun-time lights. What songs of the... Um, the party's using this year. Do we know what songs they're using? Because obviously it was D Ream for Tony Blair. Um, I don't know. What, do we know what songs they're using? No. Okay, thanks, Catherine. What's the attitude for? Unbelievable. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Genuine question. If anyone knows the songs that they're using for their campaigns, 08459 Now, some women are ignoring the symptoms of breast cancer and waiting over a month before going to see a GP. The charity Breast Cancer Care found nearly one in five women will wait a month, with a minority waiting as long as six months. Well, Davinia Green is Head of Breast Awareness and Early Detection. Morning, Davinia. Good morning. What reasons uh, do women give for not wanting to see their GP? Um, well, there are a couple of re- reasons that women gave in our poll. Um, one of the reasons was that women didn't want to worry their GP or bother their GP. Didn't want to um, worry their GP? Well, they didn't want to bother their oh, GP. Oh, OK. They didn't, didn't want to be a nuisance. Yeah, yeah. OK. Um, and one of the other reasons was that they um, were perhaps worried about finding something. So they had found a change in their breast and they were worried about kind of the fear of, of actually finding um, a breast cancer. Ah, so the, the old, if I ignore it, it, it can't be true scenario. Yeah, so what we're calling for today is for women to be confident in spotting the signs and symptoms and also to understand that um, early detection is vital for better outcomes and better treatment options. So go to the GP as soon as they can. And that's the thing, isn't it? The quicker you get in... My mum just recently had breast cancer, cancer, she's all clear now, but the quicker you get in there... The 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 um I don't say the, the, but this demeans it slightly, but the less of a problem it is. It, it's easier to sort, isn't it? Yeah. What we do say is that early detection can be really important in terms of um, outcomes and better treatment options. We try to encourage women to go to the GP as soon as they possibly can. Now, I naively thought um, that the only th- the, the, the the major thing you were looking for was a lump, but there are other things to be looking for, aren't there? Yeah. And that's very true. Most women I speak to have heard of a lump, um, but some women are quite surprised when I speak about the other signs and symptoms. Um, so some of the other symptoms could be one breast that's slightly larger than the other or changes into shape, um, a nipple discharge, a rash on or around the nipple, um, a swelling around the collarbone or under the arm, oh. um, or even changes to skin texture. So some people liken it to puckering or dimpling of the skin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, if I think I've got a problem, I'm straight down to the GPs. It seems odd that people would not want to um, waste their GPs' time. 
I mean, as I said, there are various different reasons. And, um, you know, some women do feel they're wasting the GP time, so we want to encourage them um, to, you know, just feel confident in going and speaking to their GP. And some women are worried about, um, you know, the impact of finding that change. Yeah. Um, so we just want them to realise that early detection is very vital and, and try to go as soon as they possibly can. Davinia, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Davinia Green, Head of Breast Awareness and Early Detection. Thank you, Kelly. Look at that. A lovely cup of coffee. Oh, I say lovely. I'll try it. A cup of coffee has arrived. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you the details on that as the show progresses. 08459 455 555. You can text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. So, to, to the, the, one of the greatest films of, I'm going to say 2012, was the excellent, the and it was savaged by the critics, excellent movie. Hot Tub Time Machine. What was that about? Did you see that, Kels? What, sorry? Huh? Hot Tub Time Machine. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes. It's funny, isn't it? It's okay, yeah. It's no. It sounds are, pony. There are bits that are funny. It, it, there are some. It, it does sound pony, and it got savaged by the critics. But actually, it's it's like it's it's funny, and I like John Cusack. It, it's funny. They're bringing out a Hot Tub Time Machine too. What's going to happen to that? John Cusack's not in it. Oh. Um, but the other guys are, and I, I bet it's a lot of fun. That's been savaged even more by the critics than Hot Tub Time Machine 1. So what happens in Hot Tub Time Machine 1? They go back in time. They go into a hot tub. <laughs> and it sends them back in time. It's very funny. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna, I might watch that later on today on uh, a streaming service, I'm sure. Um, anyway, the reason I say that is because um, of this story here. And I don't get this, right? This is weird. Film fans can watch classic movies, like Back to the Future, that's an example they give there. That's a classic movie. While relaxing in a jacuzzi at one of the UK's first hot tub cinemas oh, no. in that, Birmingham. That's a terrible idea. That is wrong. First of all, a film is, what, 90 minutes? Also, you've seen what people leave under the seats. A film is like 90 minutes. You are going to be... You're going to look like one of the Californian Raisins. Do you remember the Californian Raisins had yeah. records out? They were... Um, they had hits. I used to have a pen with one of them on top. <laughs> there was a video game as well, I think. You're going to look like a Californian Raisin. Uh, so that's too long. And also, the bubbles. Make your own jacuzzi at home, isn't it? It's all generally a bad idea. I mean... Dennis, you make your own jacuzzi in the bath. Dennis? Yes. Thanks for calling. What you got for us, then? You wanted to know what the oldest thing I'd, with people had come out of. Oh. Be careful, please, please, tread No, so no, no, it was quite no. No, the oldest thing was the Navy, in my case. You're the oldest swinger in town, literally. Not, not really. I don't swing anymore. No, you I sit stagger, still. I stagger mostly. Mm, OK, it's, it's well supported. The, uh, you came out of... The, here we go, he's got, he's got the hang of it. Yep. You came out of the Navy. Yes. How old was the Navy at the point you came out? About five? Well, I don't know how far back it went, uh, obviously, to the Armada time, I suppose. That's when the Navy was formed. Well, was the, well hang on, the Spanish Armada? Yep. Well, the Spanish Armada was Spanish, mate. I know, I said, but the Royal Navy was around about that, formed about that time, so get rid of the idiots. Francis Drake. Bacon. Drake? Oh, well, of course, they Drake. were pirates. Who, what? They were pirates. They were pirates. You're rambling now, Dennis. No, I'm not. They were robbing them. They were robbing. This is what I imagine it'll be like when you're on your literally you're you're um, you're in your chair and you're fading fast. You'll be talking like this, and everyone will go, "Oh, bless, bless Dennis." 
Dennis, listen. I used to have a Spanish me. boyfriend, and he told me that um, we only won the Armada because of wind. I know. Well, we back to making your own jacuzzi again. They'd been eating sprouts at the time. Thank you very much, Dennis. We both went for the gag. I like to think I got there faster and classier. But he is ninety. Yeah. Well. I... So tough guy. Tough guy. <laughs> I like watching films. Um, I'm not really that keen on the cinema anymore, really, because it's so flippin' expensive, isn't it? I yes. mean, obscenely expensive. I like to watch films at home, lying on the sofa, blanky over me, cup of cough on the little table, maybe uh, one of the kids' Easter eggs that didn't actually make it to the kids, um, and uh, r- relax, and maybe my laptop and my phone um, on the go as well. Relaxez-vous, s'il vous plaît. Enjoy the movie, if you please. It's a charming image. Yeah. Are you wearing clothes no, or just pants? No clothes. Yeah, that's what I thought. No clothing is... No no jacket required, followed up by no shirt required, followed by no trousers required, followed by no left sock required, followed by no right sock required, followed by no vest required, followed by no pants required. Followed by blanket required. Blankie required, yeah. Thank you. What a lovely image for the ladies and indeed some of the gentlemen there. 08459 four double five five double five. There's not much content. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar because of an accident involving a car and a lorry. They're on hard shoulder, but it is looking really busy. On the A1M southbound, it's slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage, and the M1 southbound's looking busy between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. In Borehamwood, on the A1 southbound, it's looking slow past the apex corner from the Holiday Inn towards Mill Hill Circus, and Virgin Trains West Coast have 15-minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston. That's because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha. Yeah. Very little content in the show this morning, if I'm honest. Slow news weekend. <laughs> the team struggled. I'm not blaming them. I've got an idea. Oh, hey. All right. Go on then. <laughs> okay. Is, is it travel based? Well, yes. Oh, then we'll keep the travel music going. This is fun. Yeah, all right. I don't know where <laughs> okay. this is. This is brilliant. Go on. So you'd have to have a really loud microphone to pick this up, but you'd get uh, you draw a yeah. picture of a road, <laughs> collect some ants from outside, okay. and race them down the road, and you could see whether the M25 or the M1. You could call the roads different names. If which one's faster, you have to record their little feet. Like it? Hello. Hello? Probably best we leave it there, Sammy. (laughs) I thought you'd gone. I did have a little cry. You don't think that's a good idea? I'm going to do the um, headlines now. I think you you should try it. You go off and, you know... um... You said you had little content. I offered you an idea and... You've got to at least try these things. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye now. No. Can someone remind Sammy to stick to the script? 
7.17, it's Monday the 13th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Labour Party launches its election manifesto this morning. A charity says women are leaving it too long to see their GP after developing symptoms of breast cancer. And the owner of a furniture company is being sentenced for selling a dangerous cot, which came close to killing a toddler from Buckinghamshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's one of those days, guys. It's one of those days, guys. There's, there's, there's not a lot of news around, and it was, um, it was tough for the team at the weekend. So uh, filling is is required, and boy, oh boy, am I in the mood to fill. I am in the mood to fill. Why would you call a child Phil? Why would you call... Do you, do you know what? I'm going to call you uh, Philip. But why are you doing that, um, uh, Mum? Because then you're going to... I mean, this is like a baby, so it's going to be tricky to have that conversation. Um, because then they're going to shorten it to Phil. It's like I had a friend, a um, Japanese friend, and um, she married a Scotchman. Couldn't stop it. I tried. And they had a baby. Do you know what that baby was called? Keith. Alan. Oh, Keith Alan. <laughs> no, Alan. Why would you call a baby Alan? That's an accountant's Alan. name. That's a 43-year-old accountant's name. Hmm, maybe they just saw his future. I guess to the... Um, maybe to a Jap- to the Japanese. Um, Alan is like, um, you know, really... It's like Halkali or it's like um, Neo. Or, you know, it's like a really futuristic... But then I couldn't imagine a baby Ian. It was the seventies, and no, I. Do you know? Uh, uh, I was nearly called. Hmm? What was I nearly called? I think four, five, nine, no, four, what was five, 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 was I nearly called? <laughs> By the way, Jade, what? if you're listening, we're trying to phone you up. You sort of picked up the phone and said hello, and then we've lost you, and now it's just ringing out. Jade, it's Jade. us. Jade, you want to find out about your horse? Uh, my sister, oh, the, the, she didn't like it when I was younger. Hey, I could actually do Jade's voice though. You are. We got her on now. <laughs> I, um, my, all my sister is good for these days is um, uh, filling in the gaps in my memory. I'm constantly texting her. What, Joe? What was this? What? What does? What happened then? I haven't got a clue. My sister sent me a picture yesterday of her youngest child, who is one, um, in a cat. 
carry basket. Well, I'm glad that sentence continued. Blimey! <laughs> in a cat? A cat carry basket, right? We call him Danger Man. He goes where he shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And she said, is it wrong that my first instinct was to take a picture rather than retrieve him? I said, no, that's absolutely Well, right. that's what happened when your daughter fell down the toilet, toilet bum yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was literally in tears. All you could see was ankle and face. Uh, she was in tears and, and you... Uh, she wasn't it, in tears. She was in some discomfort, though. She was in uh, a mess. She said, Mummy, it's not funny. I said, it is a bit funny. Say let, cheese. Let Mummy go and get your camera. Well, she had a smile on her face, we think. Can't really see through the feet. There was a smile somewhere. So that's, you know, that's good. But um, great parenting there. Mum of the Year Come award. Come on, we've all done it. The camera rather than the <laughs> hand of help. <laughs> it's true. Oh, dear. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to, uh, to give us a call. Hey, there's this weird woman, right? And I say weird with, with love and respect. This is odd, and it's um, but yet wonderful, and wouldn't we all like to be able to do this? Lecture sketch. Good headline, like it. What's the story? Morning Glory. We'll find out. I'll read on. Chemistry lecturer, Dr Zoe Waller, uses her own skin as an etch-a-sketch screen to draw molecular structures for students. WTF? She has a rare condition, dermatographia. 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 Me this is brilliant. Meaning light pressure lifts her skin in a painless welt for a few hours. She wouldn't last long with Christian Grey. No. Her bum would be the size of Bristol. Kim Kardashian. So she writes on her skin with like a little prick. Yes. I didn't mean that. I mean, but she could. It's like a, it's, here she's got like um she's she's got a little prick. What's she doing that for? And she's she's just rubbing it on her skin, and it's coming up in welts. So she's drawing um, symbols. Zoe, thirty-one. Oh, I should think she'd uh, grown out of that by now. Teaches pharmacy students at the University of East Anglia. Oh. With a toothpick and her arm. She says... It grabs attention. It's a pretty cool condition. Not many conditions you can say are oh, pretty cool. Dermatography. Can you die from that? How do you spell it? derma togra fear. Hey, I taught my five-year-old syllables. Does your does your girl know syllables? She's a bit older. She's six. Does she know syllables? Yeah. Five-year-old. Oh, when did when did she learn syllables? About two years ago. So she would have been what? About six then. Yeah. Four. So my, hmm? Four. So my boy, um, I've in fact, rem- three really because um, she's the youngest in the year. I reminded my five-year-old about syllables, something he learnt when he was six months. Doesn't say you can die from it. Well, then it's a it's a cool condition to have, isn't it? Beryl says, what happens if you're lying naked on the couch and visitors arrive? <laughs> Beryl Bletchley loves the show. No one comes round. I don't allow visitors. I don't open the door. I just don't... I, just, I, I don't open the door. Do you want to open I'm the always door? opening the door in my dressing gown. The well, postman the... flipping loves it. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Mm. Constantly you're getting you uh, to sign for his package. Now... But this isn't even my parcel. I know. Brits are among the least religious in the world. The UK is one of the least religious... This is by Daily... Well, I don't know... When they say by Daily Mail reporter, they mean they've had a press release and someone, someone a junior, has typed Copied it up. it out. OK. 
Um, the UK is one of the least religious places in the world. In a global ranking of 65 countries, the UK came sixth from last, with only 30% of the population calling themselves religious. I would suggest... Where am I? Oh, I'm not a WM, I can say this. I would suggest that's a good thing. That's a good thing, isn't it? It doesn't mean we're nastier or crueler. If anything, it might mean we're more loving. The thing about religions, Christians, Muslims, Jews, the others, uh, is, you know the only reason they're being good? So they get to heaven. No, it's not the only reason, yeah. but it's a good excuse, isn't it's it, the, to it's, be good? It's pretty much it's the, an, the... It's a nice fringe benefit. It's, well, I, don't th I think it's the main benefit, no. and the, everything else is the fringe. The, the main benefit, if you are good to people, and you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, or any of the others, um, you'll go to your heaven, your nirvana, uh, wherever that may be. But that's only if you're good. That's the reason they're doing it. But um, the Buddhists don't believe in heaven, do they? Buddhism isn't a religion. Isn't it? No. What is it? Who swallowed really loudly then? You. No, it was Kelly. Oh, it might have been me. Buddhism isn't a religion, though. What is it then? I, I don't know. Way of life? It's not a religion. It's Philosophy, not is it? Yeah, it could be. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's, um... No, I, I would argue that um, it's a nice fringe benefit for religious people, but they don't just do it. Oh, they, they are doing it because they're, they're frightened. Gonna, no, they're doing it. Just if you're religious, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Why are you nice to people? Be honest, right? It's because you want to go to heaven. The thing is, when I'm dying, when I'm um, uh, saving um, uh, a whole family. Uh, including grandparents and babies from a terrorist and he shoots me in the shoulder and I'm bleeding to death and they can't get the ambulance to me because it's on the 50th floor of a building and it's burning. Gosh, this is an elaborate scenario. Um, and I'm dying and I've got my last words. My last words are going to be, oh, forgive me, God, and I allow Jesus into my heart. <laughs> Boom! Straight up to heaven. That's how it works. That's how it works. You can have a whole lifetime of whatever you want to do, and then the last minute you give you give your life over to Jesus. It's only a second. Tough. Yeah, but you have to mean it, and you'll know if you don't. I'll mean it. I, I will totally mean it. You'll do the face I'm doing now. Oh really? You, oh really? I heard you on the radio saying that's what you were going to do. Oh nuts. He yeah, listens. He listens. Don't put it in the podcast and I'll be all right. Does uh, fit you. He listens to the podcast. He's got time to listen to every radio show in the world. He's not omnipresent. He yes, he is. What? Yeah. He listens to podcasts. Does fit you. 112 in the... Uh, 112 in the iTunes podcast chart. 112 in the yeah, iTunes podcast chart. It's because we're labelled news and politics. 112 in the iTunes podcast chart. That's How us. How many of the five golden stars He's have in there. Given? He's in there. Out of some tunnels, bunkers in France that were used in the war 1916, says Dad's Fit UK, telling us what the oldest thing he's come out of. So we literally got nothing else to t talk to you about this morning, when, with our guests not answering their phone, and um, <laughs> we've got nothing, guys. Do you know who I feel sorry for, apart Me. from the listener? Me. No, apart from the listener. Me. Matt Lockwood. Why? Sat there all day yesterday, sorry moaning. For that chance, and um, He's producing the show next week. Oh, we, we then think. you're going to learn. This compared to 53% who said they were not religious and 13% who are convinced atheists. Now, which one's atheist and which one's agnostic? Atheist is the one where you don't believe. Agnostic is the one where you You don't could, know. You don't know. Surely we're all agnostic, aren't we? Aren't we? We're all agnostic. We can't... Atheism doesn't make sense. Atheism, in some people I've noticed online... Yeah. 
is one is an excuse to have a go at people, but also is um, almost as evangelical as some of the evangelical Christians. In contrast... I mentioned I was going to a, a christening the other day. I got slammed for it. Yeah, slam dunk to funk. In contrast, 94% of people in Thailand deem themselves religious, with Armenia, Bangladesh, Georgia and Morocco completing the top five. And 93. At the bottom of the list, China. Yee. Followed by Japan. Yee. Followed by Sweden. Followed by Sweden. Those under 34 tend to be more religious. What? No. Those under 34 tend to be more religious than other age groups. Those, and here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, oh boy, doesn't this sum everything up. Those without a formal education were also more likely to practice a faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that says it all. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's really busy from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Dunstable. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also, there was an accident earlier between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potters Bar, but that has been cleared and the queues are starting to ease off. In Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road, it's looking slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts and Virgin Trains West Coast still have 15-minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. The Labour Party is launching its election manifesto this morning. It will focus on the economy, promising to cut the deficit in the public finances. The owner of a furniture business which sold a dangerous children's cot will be sentenced at Aylesbury Crown Court today. The case was brought after a mother from Buckinghamshire found her daughter trapped hanging by her neck. A charity is warning that women are leaving it too long to see their GP after developing symptoms of breast cancer. Breast cancer care says nearly a fifth of women wait a month and 5% as long as six months. The weather will be cold at first this morning, turning cloudier, but it should remain dry and feeling warm in the sunshine. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 21-year-old American Jordan Spieth has won the Masters Golf at Augusta. Finishing on 18-under, he equalled the lowest score in Masters history. Jordan Spieth, for his bogey five at the last, finishes at 18-under par. He's a major champion. He takes the ball from the hole. And he equals Tiger Woods' record by finishing at 18 under par to cap a performance that ranks alongside anything we've seen in the history of this great tournament. Manchester United were 4-2 winners over Man City in the derby at Old Trafford yesterday. Watford remained third in the championship after their win at Millwall, while in League One, the MK Dons had a goalless draw at Port Vale. In League Two, Wickham remained in an automatic promotion position after their win against Cheltenham, and Stevenage beat Northampton 2-1. The borough came from a goal down, and manager Graham Wesley says it shows their battling quality. Well, we rose in the second half. The, the challenge was there. They were 1-0 up, and it was our home patch, and we had to 
we had to get about the game. And uh, I thought the players were were excellent in the way they went about it. And you know the fans are always going to get behind you when you're showing that level of purpose. And Luton are now three points off the playoffs after the Hatters' home defeat to leaders Burton. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton won the Chinese Grand Prix ahead of his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. First of all, a fantastic job by the team. It was great to have a smooth weekend with you know getting the sessions and and really dialing in the car. And and today was kind of that effect of, of really putting the car in the place I wanted it. And it was really kind of just controlling the gap between myself and Nico and, and saving the tyres to when I needed to use them. And this afternoon, England's cricketers play their first test match against the West Indies. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my home So Let's go to Mark in Stevenage. Good morning, Mark. Morning. Morning, Mark. What you got for us, boy? Um, what's the podcast? Sorry? What's the podcast? What's, what's a podcast? Yeah. Come on, dude. No, really. I have no idea. I hear you talk about it all the time. I have no idea what it is. How old are you? I am 31 in July. Hey, happy birthday, mate. In what, July. What, what was it like? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's ages away. What um, what was it like when you turned 30? I thought there'd be some kind of revelation and the uh, yeah. world would change slightly, but it was um, similar to 29. It is, isn't it? I cried on my 30th birthday. 
Oh, that's yeah. sad. It is sad. Forty was fine, and I had a predict. I, uh, I had a prediction when I was seventeen that I'd die at the age of forty-two in a car crash. I'm forty-two e. in June. E. This could be. You know, we could be wrapping things up here, guys. Come on, Mark. You know what a podcast is. I, I really don't. I see. I've seen things like that on my phone, and I've listened to you online before. But I really, I really don't understand. Well, you're halfway uh, there then. <laughs> what, what do you think it is, Mark? Um, morning, Catherine. Hiya. Uh, <laughs> it's like he's been caught smoking. Uh, morning, Catherine. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's something to do with something you record and put online, but it doesn't sound accessible. I don't know. I don't really know how to do it. It's well, totally accessible. Have you got... What, what phone have you got? Smartphone. Well, what... OK, what kind of smartphone? Um, iPhone, but other phones are available. Yeah, but iPhone's the best. We know that. Come on. Yes, they this are. is no normal BBC show. We we, we can uh, we can take the dollar. Right, no, we can't. Others are available. But so if you go right on your on your um, uh, screen, right on there, are you on the iPhone now or are you on? A I've diff- always wanted to say that the other phones are available. Thing. Well, not about phones, but about anything. But uh, okay, uh, uh, should we uh, should we go? Mm, Tesco is good. Other supermarkets are available. I love uh, Volkswagen Polos. Other car brands are available. Catherine's a brilliant producer. Yeah, that's true. Oh, ah, no! Mark, you're my favourite. Right, on your phone, there's, yep. a, there's a button that says podcasts. I have seen it, but I never knew what it was for. Right? Why have you never clicked it? Well, I didn't know what it would do. Have you no curiosity? I didn't know what it would right. do. Pre- press it. You, you right, press it. it. And then okay. in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a magnifying glass or a frying pan. And it search. says, Search. Boom. Put Ian then Lee. you type in Ian Lee BBC, otherwise you get the old double stuff. I. Well, it's I A I N. You're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it now. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. No, 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 no. Ian Lee BBC. Ian Lee's best bits. Yeah, you press. No, that's. Just put BBC. Okay, sorry. Right, and then podcast episodes come up, and they're the best bits of the week with some extra bits thrown in there. It's a sick mashup of the show, isn't it? A mashup. Yeah, all right. I'm going to listen to that then. Could you? I tell you what. Could you listen to that? And maybe give us a call later on in the week and let us know what you thought. I will. Whether it was worth the effort or not. Yeah, go on, Mark. Let, hopefully, this will increase the numbers for the podcast. Oh, mate, please. And if you can you leave know. us five gold stars, that would be awesome. <laughs> all right, I'll try. Thank you, Mark. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. There we go. What a nice fellow. What a nice fellow. I liked him. Yeah, Morning, he's... Anthony. Morning, Ian. Are you as nice as Mark? Two things I wanted to queer you. You probably just two said things you wanted to queer me. Uh, no, um, two things I want to bring up. I didn't understand podcast. I thought it was always broadcast. And the other thing. Did you not understand that till just now? No. Brilliant. No. Can I write? In that case, Mark and Anthony, thank you because we cut that. That proves. Um, that we, and I'm, by we, I kind of mean the BBC, I guess, and me, we're coming from a point of arrogance. We're coming from a point of we think everybody knows what we're talking about, no. and they don't. No, okay. I didn't. How old are you, Anthony? 46. See? He sounds a lot older, doesn't he? Right, That's can good. I ask you quickly one other thing, Ian? Of course you can, Anthony. Can it's 079... F- play. Sorry? Uh, the Terry Bush version of the Lit List Hobo. Oh, no, we played it and it's flipping horrible. Yeah, I, can't, I, I can't get hold of, and so many other people cannot get the version that you play. We don't even know who the artist is. Ah. You go on Amazon yeah. and it says the Lit List Hobo, yeah. Terry Bush. Yeah. 
right? The Terry it Bush version say is... anything about the version that but, you do. But then, Anthony, why do you want to hear the rubbish version when you could just... You know you're going to hear it every morning at 7.30 here. That's just the enjoy the moment. You can get, Catherine. You can't buy the version that just, you get. Just enjoy it. It's fleeting. Well, then, then what you need to do is we play it about 7.30 every uh, morning. Yeah. Get a blank tape. If you've taped over it, just put a bit of sellotape over the thing where you pop the hole out, or a bit of paper in the hole, and press record and play and tape it. I don't use tapes anymore, Ian. Sorry, but you don't even know what a podcast is. What are you using, then, to to listen to things over and over again? Just a a normal um, hi-fi with just a CD player. I haven't got a cassette player anymore. Uh, Anthony, I'm afraid we can't help you. But can you just try playing that terrible... We've played it, and it's rubbish! I've never heard it. Well, hang on a minute, you just well, buy it for, for 99p. Yeah, you can buy it for 99p off Amazon, but I'm, I just said to Kelly, will we even play it one time so we can hear what it sounds like? It sounds rubbish. I've played it before. Well, I, I haven't heard it. You played I've it deleted before. it now. I've heard that same one you played every morning. I've deleted it now. I did have it, but it was rubbish. Don't bother looking for it, Kelly, honestly. It's awful. Just be, spend 99p, Anthony. Bit of potluck. Have a bit of adventure in your life. Well, I just thought I'd ring up and uh, ask you if you would play it, like, once so other people could hear it. Because oh, when you Kelly's go down a... on the search engine yes. in Amazon, go on. It, it comes up Terry Bush and loads of others. We'll play the first 30 seconds of it in a couple of minutes. Yeah, all right, then. And that's all... We... Thank you, Anthony. That's all we're going to play. Doesn't that show how fat and bloated the BBC is and how fat and bloated I am? Because no. the, the podcast thing, I think it does. We're coming from a point of, of, of uh, everybody know everybody has access to the internet and everybody knows what a podcast is. Those are both... Oh, yeah, but some people are just lazy. If you don't oh, know something, no. look, it, look it up. No, no, come on. He's in his 40s. Um, he's a little bit younger than you. All right, Mark, f- though. Mark, Mark was, was well th- lazy, wasn't he? No, he was 31. He had the there all the time. He just never pressed it. He's th- well, he didn't know what it would do. Podcast might mean um, uh, phone automatically <gasps> destroy. He's not my dad. My dad won't download anything because he thinks it's going to destroy his computer, so no updates. No, I'm on Mark's. I'm on, work. I'm on Mark. It's like the fellow that phoned in this morning and said he wanted to get the loot and game results from the local paper, um, but instead of having the results, it said go online. Well, listen, guys, when the bomb gets dropped, when we run out of oil and we haven't come up with an alternative solution, when your computers are useless, what are you going to do? Who are you going to call? They'll still be wondering what podcast means. <laughs> well, they won't they need it then. We'll be back to record players, and um, but, but record players powered by um, uh, slaves and prisoners on bicycles. Gosh. And you, th- those slaves and prisoners will be hoping uh, it's an LP. Yeah, it's longer, but you get to go a bit slower. When the singles come out, the crack of the whip! And they're going Faster! Like, they're going like the clappers. Speaking of which... Yeah, go on. This father dubbed Britain's most gullible man. Let's talk about that. There oh, yeah, must go be on. someone listening at the moment who was told, ah, oh, you're a glutton for punishment, it'll never last. You seem to be making the same mistake romantically over and over again. Don't we all follow patterns, though? And you proved them wrong. A father dubbed Britain's most gullible man has fallen in love with the third Gambian woman despite two marriages to West African brides ending in heartbreak. Hapless David Tungate, 58, was left devastated after marriage to his first Gambian wife broke down shortly after he brought her to the UK. Oh, blimey. He then remarried, but his second wife, Nde, also from Gambia, turned out to be a bigger mist, who he said conned him out of 24 grand of his retirement money and left him close to bankruptcy. He's going at it again, this time with a, a 30-year-old cafe owner, Isatu Jaju. Is that to do what? Isatu Jaju. Is that to charge me how much? Is that to 
charge you. How much? No, Izatu charge you. Yeah, I know I've ordered a coffee. Of course he has to charge me, but how much? No, Izatu charge you. How much? 30. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, that's where I'm on Painful because you, the thing is with the with the with the theme tune, it's about a dog. All right, this guy's actually a hobo. He's probably you know sleeping in a shop doorway as he records this. So if you jumping on trains. I tell you what I don't like: buskers that um that um play saxophone along to a tape. How do you know the saxophone's not part of the tape? How do you know? And they're not they're just, I mean, if they're miming, then they should say, "I'm a wicked mimer," and they get a few quid for that. Do you know what I miss? Go on. The, the Peruvians. Oh, blooming Farage oh. and other political people are, are also not keen on having Peruvians playing uh, pipes, pan pipes in, uh, in the squares. I miss the Peruvians. They were a lot of fun, they weren't were they? so jolly. Kev's on the line. Morning, Kev. Hey, morning, Ian. How's things? Uh, it's empty. It's an empty shop. I feel like um, the owners of uh, that um, safe deposit place. Uh, the, the, it's empty. Hatton Gardens. Hatton Gardens, except I'm not still on holiday abroad and I'm not suspicious of the police. And there were never jewels here to start with. Yeah, we're, we're empty. It's an empty... We've opened up, Kev, to find that the rats have eaten all of the stories. No content today, but you know what? We're a community service. We're going to stay open. What do you mean, no content? I mean, are, are we talking about the reviews on your podcast? There's not many of them. Sorry? There's not many reviews on your podcast. Well, uh, no. Well, you know... Well, you, well, you, <laughs> you know that's not what we're talking about. It was. It was before. I mean, you gave instructions on the podcast on yes. how to do it on the uh, iPhone. Other phones are available. And uh, I, followed, I followed that. And right. I, well, why don't you, know, you write I, a review then, Kev? Well, I haven't listened to it yet. You don't need to. You know it's going to be, uh, you know, adequate. Three stars. This is adequate. Beautiful. That'll do. Yeah, but I thought you wanted five stars. Well, I would like five five gold stars. Yeah, but who else listens to it, though? Because nobody else has written a review. Uh, excuse me, fella. We've had nearly 400,000 downloads since we started. Yes, yeah, I've done 385,000 downloads of those myself. 131 reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Hang uh, on a minute. You can't have a go at us because we haven't got many reviews. Why? They're too busy laughing and stuff. Oh, OK. But um, what, the reason I rang up and I spoke to Kelly about it, because uh, oh, I was oh, a little oh. bit shocked. I mean, yeah. Kelly, right. that was, uh, Do you love Kelly so much? Why don't you go and um, yeah. uh, marry her? It was another excuse to speak to Kelly. Thank I mean, you very much. Well, this mind. is a little excuse to cut you right. off, if you don't mind. Blimey. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a lane closed on the M1 southbound because the lorry's broken down at Junction 10 for the M1 Luton. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. It's also busy on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And Virgin Trains West Coast still have 15-minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. (laughs) 
Thank you, Sammy. 7.47. It is, um, it is, um, it is, um, Monday the 13th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour's manifesto will focus on the economy when they launch it this morning. A charity says women who find symptoms of breast cancer are leaving it too long to see a doctor. And a furniture company's been prosecuted for selling a dangerous cot which nearly killed a toddler from Buckinghamshire. We'll speak to Dealey in a bit. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning to you. Lots of sunshine for many of us at the moment. We've got some clouds pushed towards us from the southwest. There is a bit of cloud actually over the Stevenage Way at the moment, but it certainly is a, a chilly start. Temperatures are still struggling at two degrees in many spots. Uh, that cloud will continue to just push towards us from the south and west. So although we've got a bright start for many of us, we see cloud increasing later. And by this afternoon, we're fairly cloudy. You might see a bit of late brightness actually as that continues to clear off towards the east. But temperatures largely stuck in the mid-teens, 14, 15 Celsius for today. So not as warm as we're likely to be for the next couple of days. Tomorrow we start with some mist and then lots of sunshine really from breakfast onwards and it will be very warm sunshine. Temperatures tomorrow easily up to 20 Celsius, if not warmer in some spots and we could do better on Wednesday with low 20s, certainly possible. As we move into Thursday, more cloud around, still dry, it'll be a bit cooler at 15 degrees and cooler still for Friday, back to 13 Celsius, although still dry. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous <laughs> <after> that music. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone and so you can fit that word in without them realising in the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Do you believe this show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Did you have a good weekend, Geese? It was very, very nice, actually. I had a, a movie day yesterday. Here's oh, a yeah. phone-in for you. Oh. Here's a phone-in. Well. Ron Burgundy, yep. OK, uh, the sequel. Yeah. I watched that at the cinema, yep. absolutely hated it. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, Ron? You deserve one more chance. Yep. So I watched it yesterday on DVD. Yep. It's now in my top ten all-time favourite films. Films that you hated the uh, first time, that you loved the second. You've really not watched many films, have you? The whole Anchorman uh, phenomenon mm -hmm. is rubbish. What do you mean? He's inspired me. I, I want to be like Ron Burgundy. You, oh, mate, you are. Um, uh, by that you mean dated and naff, yeah? What? No. No, the, the guy's a legend. Neither. He's no, just himself. The, no, mate, that's the title of the film, The Legend of, of uh, Ron Burgundy. Because he is a legend. No, both the Anchorman films are rubbish. But he's just an ordinary guy. He's out there. He's trying to connect with the people. I see a bit of myself in Ron. There's no hot... It, it, it's no hot tub time machine. No, it's great. He wears nice suits. He's got, uh, you know, the comb back hair going on. Yeah. Uh, he just goes on TV and does but what he wants. It's not funny. How is Ron Burgundy not funny? It's so unfunny. Why? And I've given the first one two viewings. Hmm. The second one I found it a little bit better because I started to like Will Ferrell. Hmm. But rubbish. 
The first one, again, I watched it. I turned it off after 10 minutes. I thought it was absolute rubbish. By accident, I came across it on TV about three years later. I watched it, and sat I there, absolutely loved sat it. Sat there on his sofa, flicking away in front of the TV, <laughs> and he, he, you came across uh, Anchorman. I yeah. did wonder how you'd managed to watch a whole film and not like it and then watched it again, but you didn't. You just bailed out early <laughs> and thought you'd give it another try. Yeah. OK, I get you now. I tell you a good Will Ferrell film, and, boy, cool. this is how desperate we are for content. Elf. <laughs> Elf is good. No, Step Brothers. Step Brothers is funny, man. Have you seen that? that? Oh, man, it's funny. It's funny. It's him and that weird fella that looks like um, a a nut. (laughs) I I I mean, I can't remember. It's very funny. Somebody looks like a nut. Was that person from Luton by any chance? How mobile phones have helped silence the whistlers. We've done this before. People don't whistle anymore. Yeah. It's said to be beneficial while you work and has even been known to help whenever you feel afraid. But the art of whistling is running out of puff, it seems, says Fiona McRae in the Daily Mail. The increasing prevalence of portable music on mobile phones is killing it off. Well, no, I don't believe it's it's um, it's because of portable music. Because in the 80s, people would wear um, their Walkmans mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. The, the orange um, fluffy headphones and they'd be whistling along to the Thompson Twins, to Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. Great tunes. A YouGov poll has found... A YouGov poll... <laughs> Why are they asking this? Jeez. Found that 70% of us... This question doesn't even make sense. A YouGov poll found that 70% of us believe people whistle less now than they did 20 uh, or 30 years ago. Yeah. A third blamed the rise of iPods and other portable music players for silencing the cheery whistlers. Chris Cook, a cultural historian at Syracuse University in London, I've not heard of that before. Oh, good title. Said... Huh? I said that to you this morning and you made me repeat myself ten times. It's nothing like it was a few decades ago when you'd hear people whistling tunes everywhere. The tunes are in people's phones. No, 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 it's not to do with that. People used to whistle with uh, the Sony Walking Men radios on. Yeah. John Lucas, who's written a book on the subject... (laughs) I'm going to Google this guy in a minute. uh, ..said that workers who would regularly whistle, delivery boys, coal men... Chimney sweeps <laughs> are just not there anymore. I'm gonna yeah, have a there is that. One. So, um, what don't you hear much anymore? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. John Gaunt. Mm, well, you can to a certain degree. Uh, Justin, what are you taking to the streets, fella? Can you whistle a classic? <laughs> Call <laughs> no. me now. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Catherine, got... you're being so contrary at the moment. Got... I'm not. No, uh, I'm not very well. She's got a right cob on. Yeah. We've yeah, got that's... a professional wh- whistler listening. I wonder if she'll ring up. I mean, who wouldn't want... Who would not want to hear a classic whistled no. on a Monday morning? According, Come on. According to Amazon, this John Lucas guy doesn't exist. Oh. This John Lucas say, guy was doesn't a bit, exist. Yeah, a bit much. What do you take to the streets, Just? Well, um, should we get Catherine to uh, recap on uh, old things that you come out of? <laughs> yeah, because there'll be some words coming out of an old thing yes. then. <laughs> high five, Just. Yeah, high five. <laughs> Come on, Kath, explain. Oh, he left me hanging there. Catherine. 65-year-old woman is having quads. I think she's already got 13 children. So, obviously, the question we're asking is, what's the oldest thing you've come out of? 08459 455555 or grab Justin on the streets like these people. Mm, uh, Incredibly, people gave me answers as well. Uh, The oldest thing you've ever come out of, here's what happened earlier on. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Car. Got, Dad's got an old car. Oh, how old's the car? 1962. Fantastic. What sort of car is it? It's a Ford Pop. 
Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel like yeah, a real I got woman? Married in it. That's what I got married in. Oh right, so it really did make you feel like a real woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obvious thing I come out of. Mm. Well, I've been to a church that was 12th century. Where was that church? That was in Old Ninslade. Oh. Why does it? What's the oldest thing that you've ever come out of? I don't understand. Marriage. The oldest thing you've ever come out of is your marriage. <laughs> the oldest thing I've come out of? No idea. But how are you today? All right, thank you. Lovely. Can I ask you a quick question? Okay. Would you Would you object? Is that okay? Okay, that's fine. Lovely. Okay, so uh, Ian's asking this morning, what's the oldest thing? Do you want to move away from Thomas there for a second? Okay. Thomas is making a bit of a racket. <laughs> Calm down, Thomas. Thomas the tank. Um, so, what's the oldest thing you've ever come out of? I don't know. <laughs> Too early. I don't know. Well, there must be something old you've come out of. Oh, um, yeah, football ground. Oh, which one? Luton Town. Oh, yeah, 130 years old at the weekend. That's a good one, actually. I like that. That's quite an old stadium. Thanks yeah. very much. OK. Good morning, sir. What's the oldest thing that you've come out of? Old? Uh, what do you mean? Like, uh, old things that I come out? All right, madam, welcome to Monday. Uh, good morning. What's the oldest thing that you've ever come out of? come out of? Cathedrals. Which one? Well, the prior church in Dunstable where I was married and christened and confirmed and I don't know how old that is. Henry VIII pulled a load of... pretty old, yeah. Yes. Old cars, like old cars, MGs. Mm. You've come out of quite a few old things, haven't you? Yes, yes. Well, I'm old, you see. Well, no, no, you look very young to me. Good stories. Go. Fair play, Justin. You treat every story as though you're talking to a woman who's lost her cat in a house fire. <laughs> uh, you treat it with respect yes. and with gravitas. Absolutely. That's and what that I do. Has got, <laughs> that's got to be appreciated. Mm, thank you. What's he going to do for the next hour, Catherine? I'm scared to ask you because I think you've been smoking a bit of pot over the weekend <laughs> or something. <laughs> night nurse. It's been the night nurse. Um, um, Let's just all sit here and uh, wait for the, uh, the big one. A penny to drop. Mm. It's either whistling or cheating after the chess player was cheating going to the toilet. Do you know the Russian chess player? Yeah. Uh, like Grandmaster Flash mm. and Melly Mel, and uh, he would go to. He, he, oh, it is your move, Sergei. Oh, I have to go and do pee-pee. I'll come back after I do pee-pee. <laughs> he come back and do a brilliant move, and every move, I have to go do poo-poo. <laughs> and he, I have to go and do Trotsky. And he come yeah. back and do a brilliant move. See, the uh, cheating or whistling? Well, well, I'll tell you what, boss. Yeah. Your name's above the door. What would you like? Cheating, please. Cheating. Cheating, please. Okay, I, want no you problem. To, I want you to get the cheats of beds, hearts and beds, hearts and bugs on the radio. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, my dears. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Queues on the M1 southbound because the lane's closed by a lorry that's broken down at Junction 10 for Luton. Also looking slow between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in High Wycombe on the A404, that's looking very busy at the moment at Junction 4 for the Handycross roundabouts. On the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast still have 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signal failure. And on the London Underground, if you're catching that today, the Metropolitan Line, Hammersmith and City Line and Sir line all have severe delays. Samantha Burf, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Listen, guys, it's a slow day. There's not much content. Guests are dropping like flies. So we're asking the oldest thing you've ever come out of. Um, cheating, you're cheating stories. Third time, lucky. Couples names that rhyme. 
Well, we could still do this. Men, uh, men that sing like girls and girls that sing like, like men. men. Alison Moye, isn't it? Let's get the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Labour launches its election manifesto. A furniture company prosecuted after a Buckinghamshire toddler nearly dies in a cot. And women with symptoms of breast cancer taking too long to see a doctor. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Labour Party's launching its election manifesto this morning. It will focus on the economy, promising to cut the deficit in public finances. Here's Sean Curran. What's very interesting about Labour's manifesto is the way that it is tackling what some people have seen as being one of its weaker arguments over the past five years, the handling of the economy, straight away with this promise of what they call a budget responsibility lock, the idea that every policy initiative they come up with will be costed, will know how it'll be funded and there'll be no need for any new borrowing. The owner of a furniture company will be sentenced today for selling a cot which trapped a toddler from Buckinghamshire by her neck. Philip Dickens has pleaded guilty to putting an unsafe product on the market. Louise Collins was watching her video monitor when she saw her 19-month-old daughter get trapped at the end of the cot. She was through in a matter of seconds. She'd let go of the side of the cot by the time I reached her, so I had to feed her body through the cot and the roll bar. She'd caught her breath rather than stopped breathing. So an instant reaction was to blow into her face and she managed to start breathing and, and crying. A charity is warning that women who find symptoms of breast cancer are leaving it too long to see a GP. The charity Breast Cancer Care found nearly a fifth of women wait a month before going to the doctor. Davinia Green from the charity told Ian Lee that early detection is vital. There are various different reasons and um, you know some women do feel they're wasting the GP time so we want to encourage them um, to you know just feel confident in going and speaking to their GP. And some women are worried about um, you know the impact of finding that change yeah. um, so we just want them to realise that early detection is very vital and, and try to go as soon as they possibly can. A notebook that belonged to the Bletchley Park co-breaker Alan Turing is being put up for auction today. It's expected to make around $1 million at the sale in New York. Here's Carol Abercrombie. The 56-page notebook was written while Turing was working to decipher the seemingly unbreakable Enigma codes used by the Germans. It's believed to be the only extensive Turing manuscript known to exist and was among the papers he left in his will to friend and fellow mathematician Robin Gandhi, who passed away in 1995. Auctioneers Bonham say part of the proceeds will be donated to charity. In sport, Jordan Spieth has become the youngest winner of the Masters since Tiger Woods in 1997. The 21-year-old shot a final round 70 to finish on 18 under par. And the weather will be cold at first this morning, turning cloudier, but it should remain dry and feeling warm in the sunshine. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Good morning, sir. Delayed there. It's 
because I've just worked out how to type the trademark logo on a computer. I've just worked out how to type the trademark logo on a computer. Sorry, that was a waste of time. Good morning, sir. Yes. Not a lot happening today, so, you know, we'll just see, we'll just ride the vibe. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Going to be some good texts, though. I can feel a text vibe. What good texts you got? Valerie says, would like to hear Catherine say these words. Dun, nut, fun, skull, stuff, up and sun. <laughs> <laughs> and to Valerie we say... Good morning, sir. <laughs> Since it's a slow day, news day, why not just go practice? Yeah, OK. Um, and also... Uh, She's someone... boning you there. Morning, <laughs> she Valerie. She says, how did the caller... Uh, this is someone else. How did the caller know that the Terry Bush version wasn't the correct version if you hadn't heard it and didn't know the artist's oh, name of the one you played? Suspicious, oh, suspicious. Yeah. We will take that person outside. Recollections of being a child muses Tony. I don't know why, but he's musing anyway. Oh, dear. Cold, frosty mornings on the way to school, I used to pretend that I smoked by blowing into the cold air whilst yep. pretending to hold a fag. Yes, yeah, we still all do did that. that. Yeah, still do that, actually. Also, shouting echo, echo whilst in a tunnel or bridge. Oh, my boys do that. My boys do that. Yeah, echo, 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 echo. Beautiful. Good morning, sir. We done? Yeah. I'll crack on. Now, if you read The Independent yesterday, you may have seen this story about the University of Bedfordshire. Apparently, staff and unions are unhappy with Vice-Chancellor Bill Rammell's decision to cut costs while making claims for business class travel to various overseas places. Well, we'll speak to uh, Mr Rammell in a moment, but first of all, here's Paul Gallagher, the journalist that wrote the story. Morning, Paul. Morning. So, uh, we'll just go through the story with us. How much has Bill Rammell run up in expenses? Well, um, according to a Freedom of Information request, it showed that over the last, uh, or the 12 months to October 2014, um, around £30,000 was spent by um, Bill and uh, his partner, Professor Bailey, on trips they took with at least one other member of staff, um, three times to China, once to Miami over that 12-month period. And I think over the 2013-14 academic year, um, in which case there might be some crossover between um, the, the, the trips I just mentioned and others, he spent uh, £27,000 alone on tickets for himself, and that's just the airfare separate to the cost of hotel um, and other travel expenses. What, do we know well. what the, the reasons for these trips were? They were mainly to um, partner institutions of the university. One, I, I believe, the Miami trip was um, where Bill was invited to, to be a speaker at the higher education. So they weren't conference. jollies then? There was there was a reason behind them? Sure, there's... Um, um, as the university told me for the article, these are all parts of um, um, visits to well, mainly visits to partner institutions and um, to drum up um, business for the university. Um, I think the figure um, that the university derives from international um, students and international travellers of all these trips is around 25 to, to 35 million pounds uh, in total, which sort of begs the question, if it's bringing in so much money, then why do they need to make two and a half million pounds of savings and ask 50 people to quit their jobs? So, that, so it's two and a half million quid's worth of savings. Over what period do they have to make that? Do you know? I, I don't know. No, okay. um, I know that um, 
I know that's the, that's the headline figure that they have to, yeah. they have to cut from various budgets. And uh, the thing is, the, the 50 people, they're not sacking them, are they? They're looking for voluntary redundancies. Uh, yes, I think the um, exact term is, is a voluntary severance scheme, so they're asking 50 people um, to come forward and, um, and quit their jobs. And this is uh, an ongoing process, I think they have until around the 20th of April, and the final decision is made in May the 5th. The university told me they're not considering um, a compulsory redundancies at this moment, but obviously the question arises if they don't get 50 people coming forward and happily saying, yes, I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to quit my job today, then, then what happens? Uh, Paul, stay there. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back in in a second. Let's speak now to Bill Rammel, Vice-Chancellor of the University of Bedfordshire. £30,000 on, on trips, Bill. Seems a lot of money, doesn't it? Well, let me go through this, Ian. This was a scurrilous, misleading piece of journalism littered with complete factual inaccuracies. One, I categorically did not receive a £40,000 pay rise last year. I'm virtually alone in the university sector in tying my annual increase to that of other university staff. Categorically, the university has not frozen staff pay, and Categorically, we're not falling in the lead tables. We are rising. We can, are... I, can, I, can I get on the, the, the £30,000, though? Is that true? Yeah, yes, it is, and I'm coming on to that. We are one of the biggest international recruiters. We derive, as Paul has just acknowledged, between 25 and £35 million pounds a year in international income. How many trips did you get for 30 grand? Uh, it, five or six. Flipping uh, during... it, Paul. First class, was it? No, it was not for first it's class. Business? Uh, it's business class and... Blimey. Uh, well, let me, gi- let me give you an example. Why, why, would you, why would you go business class on someone else's dollar? Um, because it's, I go straight into meetings. My last trip was to Oman, uh, straight into meetings, straight into a graduation ceremony. I was there for 36 hours. These are not jollies. I and 50 university staff travel overseas each year in support of our business. If we didn't get that 25 to 35 million pounds in income, yeah. we would have to be having to make very substantial that cutbacks. Works that out subsidizes s- six grand a trip. That's incredible. You said six thousand pounds for a 36 hour trip, Paul. In order to derive £35 million of income. Can I come to the substance of the, the, well, the article you, you about can, voluntary you, severance? You can in a second. I promise you can. I just... £6,000 a trip. That, that is excessive, isn't it, Paul? Uh, Bill, sorry. You do, 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 that is excessive, £6,000 a trip. No, I think if you put it into context of going st- getting off a plane, going straight into meetings... Oh, no, I've done meetings, it. I've done it. It's hard work, but still, £6,000... Partner institutions expect the Vice-Chancellor and other staff to be functioning when they land and when they arrive. And this generates substantial income. How long is a, a flight to Miami these days? About, uh, I actually, in order to cut costs, I changed in uh, Georgia, uh, and he says it was about, it was about 20, a 22-hour flight. 22-hour flight to Miami, and that still costs, what, six grand? I, I, I'm not giving those exact figures. I'm, I'm quoting from memory the number of trips. It may have been six. It may have been slightly more. But, to, but to, to, you, to, you mentioned cutting costs, Bill. Well, then what, I don't understand why you don't fly economy and fly out there a day before, and you've got a hotel in. A, you have a hotel for a night. That's going to be much cheaper than six grand that, by several would, thousand that, pounds. That would add costs. I no, it a, wouldn't. It'll be much cheaper, and you know it would. Uh, look, you have to operate effectively and efficiently. Have a ho- that, night in a hotel, two, that, 200 quid. That's what I do, that's what other university staff do. But can you I said, cu- but you can, can, can in a Bill, I promise you can. Look, just one more thing on this, though. Yeah. You would save thousands of pounds per trip if you went economy and you booked a night in a 200 quid hotel. 
Yeah, and Ian, um, if we weren't making £35 million a year from this income, which supports uh, the university, which supports the student experience, that might be a viable argument. People expect... But that, that's senior... irrelevant. It's, it's still a viable argument. Yeah, you make a lot of money. You could make more money if you weren't spending six grand a trip. Yeah, and it all goes back into the student experience, and people expect Vice-Chancellor and senior staff to be able to operate effectively. But, Bill, you could do if you spent a night in a hotel and, and uh, for 200 quid, You which... could save several thousand pounds per trip. And then the criticism would be that we're extending visits to go on junkets, which no. I never do and I never have no, done. The, the I go, <laughs> I quoted you the example, Ian, yeah. of my last trip to Oman where I went for 36 hours yeah. because I had work commitments both here and overseas and I did not want to extend the trip. What, what were your work commitments overseas? meeting partner institutions, so conducting a graduation right. ceremony and having a series just, of back-to-back -back meetings okay. I just with think, I just key officials in the partner institution. I, I just imagine that rather than spending £6,000 a trip, people would be happy if you spent, I don't know, 750 quid a trip, £1,000 a trip, and you spent a night in a hotel. You wanted to make, uh, make another point, sir. Yeah, but the, 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 the article is actually about the voluntary severance scheme. We are a well-run, good university with a number one for improving the student experience, but last summer, UK visa and immigration wrongly stopped us recruiting international students for seven weeks. That was a key point in our recruitment cycle. It lost us a thousand overseas students at a cost of something like £10 million. We're still in a strong position, we, but we have to manage that impact. That's why for next year, and this is what this is all about, we are adopting a number of prudent pay and non-pay savings. To help with that, we've opened a voluntary severance round for staff so that if they choose, they can leave the university in return for financial compensation. And if those 50 people don't, don't, don't step forward, you'll, we, you'll make uh, we, people redundant? No, we're reasonably confident we can get that number based upon what has happened. Similar exercises have been adopted elsewhere in but, the university sector. But if you don't, will you, will you make people redundant? We, we are, we're doing this to seek to avoid compulsory yeah. redundancy. So if you don't, you will make people compulsory redundant? Look, look Ian, stop put, trying to put words in my mouth. No, we no, I'm just, I'm just asking. You, you yeah. must have considered all we, options. You we must have had the conversation, Bill, that no-one might step, step forward. What would you do if no-one stepped forward? Well, we would have to face that consequence, but we're, we're reasonably confident, based upon the evidence elsewhere in the sector, based upon a similar exercise okay. at this university in 2008, that we can achieve the numbers. But you would be but happy to sack people when you, go, you spend £30,000 a year on trips even, when you could even, cut that... Quite Even after this, Ian, we will be employing 200 more staff than five years ago, and the staff-student ratio will be 27% higher. The announcement, and you know, this article that was in The Independent on Sunday said there'd been a big backlash, which is completely not true. The announcement has been well received by staff. Okay with understanding. They know the impact that UKVI has had on the university. I've conducted open meetings that over 500, 500 staff attended. I did, they know about your, 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 did they know about the money you were spending on trips? Because that yeah. only came out through Freedom of Information, didn't it? No, sorry, this has been in the press in the past. Um, and it's, it, staff know that I and 50 staff from the university travel overseas every year to support our international business, which generates 25 to 35 million pounds worth of income. If we didn't do that, and we'd be irresponsible not to be acting in that way, we would be having to make massive cutbacks within the university. This subsidises and supports investment yeah. in the student experience, and we'd be a lot worse off for it for a university as a university if we did not do that. But you do understand, Bill, don't you, that it would look better if you spent less on your, on your trips abroad? Look, if you are trying to 
build partnerships, if you are trying to garner investment in the university, and we do that very successfully to the tune of 35 million, you need people to be able to operate effectively you when they get off, uh, when they get off of a plane after a 20-hour flight. Yeah, so you go into All a hotel for a night and save a fortune. You don't you don't wave Ian, the business class ticket Ian, under their noses and go, look at me, I had a champagne. Uh, no, and I didn't. I don't do that, Ian. Uh, I work whilst I'm on the flight. But you're asking people to you're asking people to give up their job. You're asking people to stop working to save money, and you're flying business. Does business have a bed? It does, doesn't it? Yes, and yeah, that's, that's it does. so that so you, you're, 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 Ian, you're, that's so you can go straight into work. All sorts of organisations in the public people, and the private sector. You're asking people to stop their jobs so you can have a, a lie down on an aeroplane. Ian, this has been well received with understanding by university staff. Not once has this... this criticism come up. People know that we were hit by UK Visa and Immigration Service, that we are managing this prudently in order to be able to move forward with continuous improvements in the university, which we have done very successfully. I've, I've business. It's nice. Do you go for the free head massage or the free manicure? Ne never done it, Ian. Never you don't, done you don't it. go for the I free... I get straight on a plane. Yeah. I start reading briefing papers yeah. that I'm going yeah. straight into meetings oh, you should with get when manicure. I arrive at the other end. Let, OK, but Bill, thank you. Let's get, uh, Bill, uh, Bill, I'll let you come back and have a final word promise. Uh, Paul, who, who uh, you, you've listened to that, your, your report's a load of rubbish. No, not at all. I mean, Bill says, um, Bill hasn't read his own University of Bedfordshire reports, which say that in 2013 he received a pay, pay packet of 211,000, which went up to 251,000 in 2014, a rise of, of £40,000. Now, Bill does still receive lower than the average uh, of black chances around the country, but it has the university has um, slipped down the league table according to the complete university guide, which we which we quoted in in the paper. And yeah, people are rightly concerned. I don't know if you've ever worked for somewhere that uh, a company that is that whose staff well receive a message that fifty of them have to go. I mean, it's never struck me as a message that um, sort of elicited champagne cork popping in in, in the office. So but people Paul, are, he's, he's people been, are concerned. on these trips. It, they're not jollies. Bill said that. You know, one's thirty six hours long. He and is. We don't call them jollies. No, uh, he, he is. But what I'm saying is, he's working, and he is. Uh, getting a lot of investment for the university, uh, lot, raising a lot of money that perhaps they wouldn't get. Can you understand that, you know, his argument, he needs to, 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 to feel and look fresh and be able to function under those situations? And vice chancellors are perfectly entitled to take business class travel around the world. And this is one of the problems in higher education that many staff have told me. They're not simply vice chancellors anymore. Bill himself signs his reports, vice chancellor and chief executive, it's not just about higher education anymore, it's as much about business and drumming up business, which is what the message you got from Bill throughout his answers, to, to raise profits, to meet targets at university. And because vice chancellors have to concentrate as much on business now, as much as on higher education, then when those targets aren't met, you have to slash jobs, which is what's happening at the University of Bedfordshire. Paul, I appreciate your time. Bill, I did say I'll let you have the last word and I'll shut up and, and, and uh, I, I won't interrupt. Go on, Bill. Yeah, and, and Paul is wrong. Uh, it's not because we haven't hit targets. It's because the UK Visa and Immigration Service stopped us recruiting for seven weeks when they shouldn't have done so. Um, 
I categorically did not take a 40,000 pay rise. Paul is totally wrong. He didn't try to defend the claim that we had had a pay freeze as a university. We had not had one. And he's wrong. The most recent league table is the Sunday Times Good University Guide, where we were one of the top 15 risers amongst UK universities. His report was misleading. It was selective uh, quotes uh, and complete factual inaccuracy. So your salary, final question, your salary didn't go up from the, the, the 210 to the 250 or whatever Absolutely. it was he said? Absolutely not. And, and I took a decision, and I'm virtually alone in the university sector, okay. to ask my board of governors to link my annual pay rise to that which other university staff receive. Bill, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Last voice you heard there was uh, uh, Bill Rammel, uh, the Vice-Chancellor at Bedfordshire University. And the other chap was, uh, was Paul Gallagher, who wrote the report that was in The Independent. I enjoyed that. I do wish those two gentlemen had uh, agreed to talk together. I'm sure I know which one uh, refused to talk to each other, but that's and that's their prerogative. But it would have been nice if they'd have um, spoken to each other. Got a text through from Valerie again. Yes. It says, I'm calling his bluff on travelling. I travelled 18 hours from Anchorage, Alaska, and gave a concert the next day. All economy class. Most concert artists travel economy. I wish we could afford business class, but there it is. You suck it up and you carry on. You do what? Suck it up. Good morning, sir. 19. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll get the travel in a little bit right now, though. These are your headlines. The economy will f- uh, be the focus of Labour's manifesto when they publish it this morning. A study says women who find symptoms of breast cancer aren't going to the doctor quick enough. And a notebook that belonged to Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing could fetch a million pounds at auction today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Good morning. I suspect you're struggling with one of the problems I just uh, uh, said to you. I have to be so careful. Mm. Microphones turned off, okay, the yeah. other day, and uh, twice last week. Microphones yeah. turned off. Yeah. I said um, one thing that was, well, was, was very sweary, and one thing that was uh, a little bit niche. Right. Both things were heard by listeners. Really? You've got to be very careful. You've got to, well... You, I'm just saying that as a warning to you, boss, because you know we can hear you upstairs all the time on the intercom. Yeah, can you? Your voice bleeds through. Oh. So when you're singing a song, oh, it's great, Jonathan's in a good mood. That's great, we can be fine. But then when you start berating when the I'm team... Shouting, yeah. everybody, Can you hear that? Yes, oh, we can hear all of that. And we can also see the tears running down Tim's face. <laughs> so you obviously don't hear him shouting back. <laughs> we missed Tim's replies. Mm. What's on your show this morning? Well, quiet news day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a quiet news Man, day. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, yep. we could... Discuss Labour in the economy for an hour. Yeah, but the sun's shining. It's a Monday morning, yep. and frankly, who wants to hear that for an hour? Mm-mm. We will discuss it later on. Yeah, but not for an hour. Good. Just being honest with you. Thank you. So what we're going to talk about instead, I'll tell you, dog poo. Um, I'm going to ask from nine this morning, what could be done to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo? Um, It's been announced today that dog walkers just over the border in Daventry will be fined £100 if they fail to clean up their dog mess. Dirty Daventry, as I like to call it. They're the first town in the country to adopt this zero-tolerance approach, and owners who fail to pay the fine will be taken to court and fined £1,000. People may even face punishment if they're caught walking their dogs without bags to clean up their mess. Look, I've become... When you are, are you getting out? I, don't, I hope it's not a poo. No, when What's you are there? this, look, in my wherever I go, in all my trousers, this is a dog poo bag. What are you looking at it like that? It's not got any poo in it. Oh, OK, it's good. Empty. But this you not piece go for of... The, uh, a, those are black. Do you not go for the red ones? No, black, then you can't see what's in it. Okay. You don't really want to see it. You know, when you're on the rest of your dog walk with your bag dangling... Yes. 
you, you don't want to be able to now, see it, do you? you can see you're eyeing up the brown, uh, <laughs> Alice Glossop's brownie. Shall I pick up Alice no, Glossop's brownie? No, no, with your poo bag. That's oh. my breakfast. Oh, sorry. Leave my brownie out of this. Well, apparently, even if you are, as a dog owner, yep. you are caught walking around without bags in your pocket, then chances are you're going to be fined. Good. The town council receives 120 formal complaints per year about dog mess, but they believe this is just the tip of the iceberg. I don't know... What tip of the pooberg. Yes, exactly. Where you live. Is there a problem with dog poo? Do you get dog poo? Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, Catherine, they can hear what you say now. Yes. Uh, no, we don't, because okay. where I live, if someone leaves dog poo, they get that. Really? Yeah, they get that. None of that. None of that. I hate it. Disgusting. Well, so would you tackle someone who left yeah. their dog? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because where I live, there's one particular person, I don't know who it is, but it's always the same poo, so it must be from the same dog. Sorry? But they allow no, their... What do you mean it's always the same poo? You're doing DNA tests well, there's on it. You can tell, because some people give their dogs a bad diet, and you can tell from the poo. What? Uh, okay. What? It's true. Really? Mm. What, from the shape, the consistency, the taste? What is... Look, it looks more like that brownie, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Um, but they just allow mm. their... On, on all the country lanes, yeah. they let the dog poo oh. on the road. And you see, I think that if you if you let your dog poo in, in a bush in the middle of the countryside, way away from where anybody would walk, yeah. then that's one thing. Yeah. If you're somebody who allows your dog to poo anywhere that someone might tread in it, yeah. that's just disgusting. Hang on a second. David, we're, we're David Bikini's our next guest on the next subject. Oh, yeah. Morning, David. Good morning, sir. Your dad, Pop, of course. And we're going to come to you in a sec. We're talking about... And this kind of ties in nicely. We'll be talking to you about the trouble people have uh, getting down the streets. You drive a mobility scooter. I would imagine dog poo is an absolute nightmare for someone like you. Uh, you got it dead right there. If uh, especially where I live in Torrington Road, we've got at least two people who take their dogs out on a regular basis and leave dogs mess in the same oh. spot almost every day. And if we don't avoid it, it, we run over it and then we're carrying that dog poo oh. and it comes back into the building on the tires of our mobility. And that's scooter. the thing. Tread. In, a in a mobility scooter, or heaven forbid, a manual wheelchair. Oh dear, it's <laughs> disgusting, isn't it, David? It is absolutely, and I, I've, I've been a dog lover, and an, I've got a cat and a, a hamster yeah. in my cat at the moment, and yeah. I've always been an animal lover, and I've always cleaned up after them. Good for you, David. We'll come back to you in a second. Thank you for chipping in there. Well, from nine this morning, I'm going to be asking what can be done to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo, and do you like the idea of this zero-tolerance yes. approach, a £100 fine on the spot, and if you don't pay, it's a £1,000, and you get the fine if you are caught without bags? Yep. Your views from nine this morning on the big phone in 08459 Double five. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, you've heard from him already, David Bikini from Luton. Uh, there's a story out that guide dogs... Uh, um, uh, the, what's that? Guide dogs? Is that actually an organisation? Yeah, they're not called guide dogs for the blind anymore oh. because they also cater for the partially sighted oh. and it would take up a lot of space on their letters. Guide dogs, uh, one of a number of organisations calling for a blanket bag. You imagine it's, uh, it's the dogs doing it. Oh, blanket man. Oh, blanket bucket of babies. That's what dogs sound like when they talk, isn't it? Yeah. 
The charity says blind and partially sighted people have enough to deal with without adding obstacles in the street. Well, David Bikini, who uh, we've spoken to many, many times, the brains behind Dad Pop. Um, your, your campaign, David, and we keep coming back to it, and it's one of our favourites here, is um, you um, kind of name and shame vehicle owners who park on the street, making it difficult for people in wheelchairs or limited mobility to get past, don't you? That is correct. Yeah, one of the things that I'm I'm really, really against is the people that are just... They're so ignorant. They just do not think of other people. They park on the pavement and they consider the pavement to be their parking place because there's too many cars on the road and there's nowhere else for them to park, they say. Yeah. But there's always... There's always the thing is, even if there was nowhere else to park, you, you don't make it... You don't block wheelchairs and mobility scooters. Where's the fairness in that? Well, there is no fairness. The thing is, you know, like I've said on so many occasions before, we are now living in a don't-care, throw-away society. We don't care about people, and we throw away stuff which can be recycled and reused. And that, to me, is, is as bad as anything else there is. And if we don't think and consider the people that we're living next to, living around, mixing with... I mean, I was in hospital recently, and going up and down in the lift in, in, my, in my wheelchair, and people are standing in the lift, not speaking, I'm going... What's the matter? We, we live all together. We're in a multicultural. Oh no, society. David! No, don't speak to me in a lift. No, oh. no. I support Dad Pop. I support all of your endeavours. If you start a campaign to get people speaking in a lift, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to. Ba- I hate it. Don't no, talk not, to me. It's not. No, it's not a campaign. It's just that I do believe that we don't speak to. No, we don't I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Hey, there's the weird thing as well, um, which you probably know, because uh, I, I, I push my mum around in a wheelchair a bit. Uh, that if you stand in a lift, if you're in a lift in a wheelchair people do not stand close to you with their backs to you so you're just staring at people's bums all the time <laughs> yeah that's true they do don't they has the, the, the situation you've been doing your campaign for a while now has the situation got any better or is it getting worse um it hasn't changed very much i think in toddington road people are starting to recognize that i am i am the, with <laughs> the voice of dad pop and they are your trouble your trouble well, yeah, if Good. you like. Yeah, I'm trouble. And I like to think that I'm trouble. I want to cause as much trouble as I can for these people that make life difficult for those that can't speak up for themselves. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm at Dad Pop uh, on the Facebook page now, and uh, 173 likes, that's great. Yeah. Um, drivers think of others who have the right to use pavements and emergency services need a clear path to their destination. Yep. Sunday is the worst day of the week for idiots, this is you writing, I'm guessing, who use yep. the pavements as their own private parking space. If I was able to go out to see the problems, uh, they, they do not care. Not a, not a bit uh, of it. Usually they try to give me grief. They do try to give you grief, don't they, when you, when you kind of um, pull them up on this? Oh, yeah, I've been attacked three times. When you say attacked, what do you mean? I've been physically threatened and I'm constantly verbally threatened by people and they are attacks. Um, I was attacked by a gentleman in a, in a car who I, I explained to him that he was parking on a zigzag line by a, um, traffic lights on the pavement. Yeah. When I asked him to move, he got out of his car, physically came over to me and started to push me around. And I stood up out of my wheelchair and my mobility scooter with my walking stick. And I said to him, if you're man enough, son, go for it, because you'll be the first one to suffer, not me. You got your nunchucks out and you had a word. Uh, David, uh, listen, the the, the, the people want to go and have a look at the Facebook page. I'm always happy to plug this. Uh, It's facebook.com forward slash dadpopluton. Have you you got a computer yet, David? You've done a few posts on there, so I'm guessing you have. 
Yeah, I have. I've got a little yes. old Dell Vestro, which, uh, Vostro, which is like an all-in-one screen computer. Beautiful, the all-in-one screen computer. So you, you, you're still, because you were losing faith in the campaign a bit, you, you're still going with it? Oh, absolutely. Good. I'll never give up. It's my lifelong ambition to make it work. I, I believe, you see, the one thing that I've discovered over the period of the year that I've been doing, I started it on 19th of March last year. Yeah. Uh, and it's been going a year. And the one thing I've discovered is that uh, in London, it is a ban. There is a blanket ban on anybody parking on the pavement. It's a £70 fine or your car is towed away. But for the rest of the country, do as you like. Mm. And the council say, oh, we can't afford to pay people to go around and do it. N- not realising that if they had somebody going around doing this, checking up on cars parked on the pavement, fining them £70 a time, they would rake in yeah. money which would pay for the, the, everything that they needed. David, always good to talk to you. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much indeed. Take care, mate. Oh, but you said you're in hospital. Is everything all right? Well, yeah, I've got to go back in for a second skin graft. The one that went pear-shaped. Oh, well, listen, best of luck. uh, if you look on my site, you can see the, the, the nature of the wound that I'm carrying. All right, well, uh, I'll have a little look. And I've, I've seen a lovely picture of you in uh, your hospital uh, the hospital <laughs> gown, looking very smart <laughs> with that lovely beard. Thank David, listen, we'll, we'll speak to you soon. Best of luck, mate. Thank you very much. Ta-ta. Bye-bye All right, now. there we go. He's one of the nice guys. He's one of the nice... And it's not just people in wheelchairs. It's, it's people with pushing buggies. It's, it's, all, it's people with shopping trolleys. It's a pain in the bum, isn't it? David, always good to talk to you. Uh, 08459 555555. We missed it last time. We're late now. I apologise, Sammy. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are delays from Junction 12 for Flitwick to Junction 10 for the Luton turning, and that's because of a broken-down lorry there earlier on. It has been removed, but it is still really slow. On the A1M southbound, it's very busy too between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And anti-clockwise on the M25, there are delays through Junction 20 for Kings Langley towards Junction 16 for the M40. In Chestnut on the Great Cambridge Road, it's looking slow from Church Lane towards the M25. And in Roxton at the Great North Road, it's busy from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts. On the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast still have 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston because of a signalling problem. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past eight, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the Labour Party is launching its election manifesto this morning. It will focus on the economy, promising to cut the deficit in public finances. The University of Bedfordshire's Vice-Chancellor is defending the amount he claims on expenses. It's been reported that staff and unions are unhappy with Bill Rammell's decision to cut costs while making claims for overseas business class travel. And a notebook that belonged to the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing's being put up for auction today. It's expected to make around a million dollars at the sale in New York. The weather will be turning cloudier, but it should remain dry and feeling warm in the sunshine. Top temperatures around 15 degrees Celsius. That's 15 Nine degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 21-year-old American Jordan Spieth has won the Masters Golf at Augusta, finishing on 18-under. He equaled the lowest score in Masters history. To be able to come to the world's greatest and to come out on top, you know, now the goal's changed. This was the ultimate goal in my life, and to be able to accomplish it at 21 and still have a lot of years to go, um, you know, I didn't really expect that. 
Manchester United were 4-2 winners over Man City in the derby at Old Trafford yesterday. Watford remained third in the championship after their win at Millwall, while in League One, the MK Dons had a goalless draw at Port Vale. In League Two, Wickham remained in an automatic promotion position after their win against Cheltenham, and Stevenage beat Northampton 2-1. The Borough came from a goal down, and manager Graham Westley says it shows their battling quality. Well, we rose in the second half. The, the challenge was there. They were 1-0 up, and it was our home patch, and we had to... We had to get about the game, and uh, I thought the players were were excellent in the way they went about it. And you know the fans are always going to get behind you when you're showing that level of purpose. Luton Town are now three points off the playoffs after the Hatters' home defeat to leaders Burton. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton won the Chinese Grand Prix ahead of his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. First of all, a fantastic job by the team. It was great to have a smooth weekend with you know getting the sessions and and really dialing in the car. And and today was kind of that effect of, of really putting the car in the place I wanted it. And it was really kind of just controlling the gap between myself and Nico and and saving the tyres to when I needed to use them. And this afternoon, England's cricketers play their first test match against the West Indies. BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I mean, really, we've had very, very little content uh, today. And um, uh, we've we've made the best out of we can. What what? We've made the best out of what we can. We made a bread and butter pudding out of stale bread. We made a fist of it. We made a sow's purse out, out of, an... of a pig's silk. Why do? Um, uh, anyway, I, I won't ask that question. Have we got any texts before I go to these excellent calls? No. Okay. Well, then we'll go to. Oh, I say excellent. One of them's Catford. Good morning. Uh, pardon? Good morning, Gatford. Oh, good morning. Yes, I thought you were giving me some sort of rousing introduction. No, I would never rouse you from your slumber, sir. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, I, I have a female singer who sounds like a man. Hey! Yes, sir! Anastasia. Because I'm not... Uh, yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give him that. I'll give him Anastasia. I used to have such a crush on Anastasia. Now Did she you? doesn't look... Yeah, there's one of her... I had two of her albums, and one of them, she's wearing a leather west coat and not much else. Yeah. And uh, but now she doesn't look like Anastasia anymore. She'd be quite easy to dre- dress up as. It's just glasses <laughs> Who and look like now, she, I don't know. She doesn't look like anybody. She looks like um, um, the diary woman whose face changed. And Frank? No, no, no not Anne Frank. They've just found where Anne Frank's buried. They reckon. Um, no. Um, Richard III. Zellweger. 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 Oh, her. Yeah. Yeah. Great call, Gatford. Cheers. Not, I, I, not, I, I, not this one. I'm hoping the next one will be. Kiri's on the line. Good morning, Kiri. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, Kiri? I've got a question for you. Yes. So, um, you're talking about podcasts earlier, yes. and how and not loads of people watch, uh, listen to yeah, it. Yeah, not loads of people listen to them. So, I've got an offer for you. Yeah. Um, if I um put on Facebook for all my friends to say, come on, let's get the podcast oh. up, and they ask their friends, can I come and do the show with you on the May Day, bank holiday? Right, OK, well, this is a really interesting offer, and I am I am open to bribery with the BBC. That's For goodness sakes, that's how we've survived so long. Um, when you say come and do the show with me, what do you mean by that? 
come for, come and do the show with you like you do there. Come and work with you for the morning. Come and do the show like I do there. Come and work with me for the morning. Now, well, Catherine, that's not the best English. No, sorry. and that's and that's yeah. You can see where we're going with that. Um, I will be doing the bank holiday shows uh, in May. I think there are two bank holidays. Catherine, are you doing those shows with me? Yeah. Uh, at the moment. Or am I? Exactly. I mean, you've well, got a better offer. Kerry. Okay, let, let me let me rephrase it and make it better English. Because we always I get a chance to do, to do things twice on the radio, of course. So where you go? <laughs> Please, may I come and produce the show with you on the Maybank holiday <sighs> if I get an increase in the amount of people that listen to your podcast? Because it's, it's that easy. Because it's that easy. Well, Catherine, tell Kiri, because fair play, you make it sounds easy because you're simple. Why don't you tell <laughs> Kiri some of the things that she'll have to do? You, 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 you You've got to up. come up with phone-ins like the one I did this morning. Fair enough, it's not gone very well, but uh, it, it was a good phone-in. Come up with a phone Give us a phone-in, Kiri, go on. Give us a phone-in. Um... Um, what? Oh, I'll you, no, I t- put you on the spot. I'm never on the spot. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'm this gonna is pick... the spot. This is the spot right here. We've got three hours of spot every flipping morning. <laughs> okay, so here's yeah. a story. I'm just picking this story almost at random. You've got to okay. come up with a phone in on it, okay? And okay. Catherine, you're going to come up with a phone in. We're going to see who gets the best phone in. Cool. It's called Smoking Skunk. Right, got you. Okay. Um, I've not done. I've not done the story yet. You can do. You can do the phone in now if you want. I'd listen to the story first. <laughs> if, 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 yeah, just a professional tip. Firefighters wore chemical protection suits and breathing masks to catch a skunk in Chile. Kerry, over to you. Make a phone in out of that. Do you want? Uh, do you want a little bit of uh, thinking time? Um. Yeah. Go on. Give yeah. It, give it to go me. on. Yeah. Let Catherine go first. No. Oh, no, 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 That's not how it works. I don't want to put you off. That's not how it works. Okay, okay. You got 30 seconds, Kiri. And if you want to show the working out, you're more than welcome Just to. Just a reminder what the story is. Smoking yeah, skunk. Hang on, I've got to find the blooming story again now. Firefighters had to wear protective gear to rest to catch a skunk in Chile. Okay, there's a lot. There is a lot there. My it's mind loads. is already working. I know what I, I know. What I'm doing. Here we go. Okay. Kiri, what's what's the, what's today's phone in? Okay, so today's phone in is regards to people that smoke skunk. And in Chile, firefighters had to go and rescue um, some people that had been smoking skunk. Hang on, I'm changing the story. You can't change the story. I can. The story is the story. All right, go on. Sorry, I interrupted. Go on. (laughs) Um, I'd like your views on if you feel that um, firefighters should be putting their lives at risk for people that are doing things that aren't good. Okay. Good phone in. Fair play. But, 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 but uh, no, no, excuse me. Uh, you didn't say I had to follow the plot. Of course you have to. All right, she, uh, fair play. She's got me by the technicals. Uh, Catherine, what's your phone in? What's the smelliest thing you've caught? Call me now, 08459 My phone in would be, when have you ever had to wear protective clothing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kerry, I've got to be on... OK. All right, but, uh, but uh, fair play, I'll put you on the spot. That may have been um, slightly unfair. Second uh, question, Kerry. Yeah? How many friends you got on Facebook? Well, lots, and then I've got friends... How... how, The the thing with Facebook is you can give us a specific number. I've got about 150... Thanks for calling, Kiri. (laughs) 100... So does that mean I'm working back holiday? You're working back holiday, yeah, sorry, sorry. We've got any Texas. Thank you, Kiri, you're a good sport, thank you. Uh, Any Texas? No? 
Oh, Snuffers it. says, I've come out of a place yes. called the... Cr- We're asking, um, <laughs> off the back of this story about a 65-year-old... By the way, when was the last time you had to wear protective clothing? Yeah, that is a great phone-in. What was yours? It was the smelliest thing you've caught. Oh, wait, 459 455 Can I myself laugh? Uh, what's the oldest thing you've come out of? Yeah, that was because this, the... this man was married to an old woman. No, it's because it's a 65-year-old woman having quads. Oh, yeah. That was it. Not the bikes. Although, I mean, there's probably... No, I'm not going to say that. Snuffers, I've come out of a place called the Cradle of Humankind, a series of caves in South Africa that date back 3.5 million years. There's a good one. Someone has um, uh, has said uh, Stonehenge, Mm. and then the next one they say The Big Bang. Oh! with my mind. Hey, big shout out to the University of Salford this morning because Jeff, who is a lecturer there uh, in... Uh, oh, that is disgusting. Just leave those young girls alone. In radio oh, production. lecturer. I thought you said lecture. I'm just saying, yeah. Jeff, if you want to play them back the last ten minutes, that's a little <laughs> masterclass in production right there. Glenn! Good morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us, Glenn? Well, for the next 20 minutes or just less, a little phone-in, I thought, my... Get the, the, the phone lines. Beautiful, Glenn. I'm open. I'm open to persuasion. Things that you were asked to do on your first job, like they sent me to a hardware shop for a Tempex spanner. I just thought it might be a bit of fun. And did you have to get tar some paint and a left-handed screwdriver? I didn't go that. The one was it? I can't tell Those... you the one. I asked Kelly the one that they asked me okay. when they sent me to the sweet shop. But, 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 but Glenn, those, only an idiot would fall for those things. No disrespect to uh, to idiots, but you are you are one of the growing number, surely. It was, we sent in the pub where I work. I sent the lad down for liquid ice. Yeah, oh. and uh, then I came out of the kitchen and I told the, the staff on the bar that we've got no more salmon wings. Things like that. But I like salmon. Salmon's a fish. The, th- the thing is, right, thank you, Glenn. We can't do that. We can't do uh, stupid people. Uh, do you remember, uh, and we haven't done this for a long time, we should do this. It's probably the anniversary of the last time we did it. Um, fly away, Peter, fly away, Paul, on Justin Dealey. Oh, yes. What, what joy that was. For those mums and dads out there and granddads, probably granddads primarily, the fly away, Peter, fly away, Paul, you have a bit of paper on one finger, a bit of paper on the other. Um, what, I can't remember the rhyme. Two little dicky birds sitting, sitting on, on a wall. wall. One, one named Peter, Peter, one named Paul. Fly away, Peter, fly away, Paul. Come, come well, you're doing it wrong. Come back, Paul. You're doing it wrong, because well, you put them behind your head and then you bring them back. Yeah, I know, but the thing is... I hadn't seen it before, and it did yeah. take me a few goes yeah. to realise what was going it's on. It's good, isn't it? But Justin thinks, because when they come back from behind the head, there are no... You bring your finger back and the paper's disappeared. Where's it gone? I'm not going to tell you. And then you bring your fingers back again, come back, and they're back. The best Justin can come up with... We've got to, we've got to film ourselves doing it. There you go. There, there, there's the new um, holding hands walking okay. through Luton High Street. We'll film me doing Fly Away Peter, Fly Away Paul to but Justin. But if, if you want to see the effect it had on Justin, look up Dogs Watching Magic. <laughs> On YouTube, because the effect is the same. Oh dear! Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh, hang on a minute! Carpet Martin is encouraging Justin on Twitter to take uh, topless selfies. Oh, don't! Justin replies, "Mate, I took a belter yesterday. I'm game for this." Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable after a breakdown earlier on at Luton. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And in Borehamwood, the A1 southbound has delays between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And in Roxton on the Great North Road, it's very busy southbound from the St. Neots Junction to the Black Cat roundabouts. And in High Wycombe on the A40, that's busy too in both directions into High Wycombe. And as again, on the Trains version, Trains West Coast have delays between Watford Junction and London Euston at 15 minutes because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's, uh, where are we now? 8.45, Monday the 13th of uh, April. Uh, These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The economy will be the focus of Labour's manifesto when they publish it this morning. The University of Bedfordshire's Vice-Chancellor is defending the amount he spends on overseas travel after complaints he's also making staff cutbacks. And a notebook that belonged to Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing could fetch a million pounds at auction today. I bet Cumberbatch turns up. He turns up everywhere. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio at my office unfortunately oh anyway. Sarah I thought better of you he looks like he's, he looks like a pig does he he's got piggy eyes and a piggy nose D- does he <laughs> I mean he's well recognised as being one of the most handsome man- men in the world oh for goodness sakes I'll send you some of my latest headshots Sarah I think you'll be <laughs> I think you'll be persuaded otherwise let's have the weather please I mean he can't say penguin but other than that you know it's his only floor isn't it really uh, we've got a chilly start still some sunshine across the three counties but we've got some clouds to pivot towards us and in fact it started to make uh, inroads into Buckinghamshire at the moment it's clearing off towards the northeast, so we get cloud for the middle part of the day and then we might get some late brightness before the sun sets. Temperatures today in the uh, low to mid-teens, but will be quite a lot warmer tomorrow and for Wednesday too. Sorry, are we keeping you awake, Sarah? Sorry, it wasn't yawning. It well, was you burp. It was either a yawn or a burp. It was a swallow. It was a slight swallow. It was a slight swallow. We're back to... Um, I'll, I'll shut up. Yes, carry on. Oh, my goodness me. It's breakfast time. I know, Sarah. Ex- 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 exactly. Focus, woman, please. I am focused. You interrupt. Anyway, we start tomorrow with a little bit of mist and some cloud around, but then lots and lots of sunshine. We're dry through the day with a top temperature of 20 Celsius, 68 in Fahrenheit and perhaps even a smidge warmer than that for Wednesday afternoon. 21, possibly 22 degrees, 72 in Fahrenheit, well above average for the time of year. And then cloudier and a bit cooler towards the end of the week. 15 degrees on Thursday, 13 on Friday. That, though, is back to where we should be for the time of year. Sarah, excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, Lisa um, says on Twitter, my dad used to do the flyaway Peter flyaway Paul with fag papers. That's how my dad do it with his. Uh, did so it. your dad do it? That's how my dad do it. So my dad did it with the um, uh, uh, with these Rizzlers, little bit of Rizzlers. I never had that done to me uh, until until you came along. Justin, still don't get it. <laughs> I said proudly. <laughs> I don't want any knowledge. Oh, I like being an idiot. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, to be an idiot. I think we'll play that tomorrow. Oh, to be an idiot. Neil Ennis. Um, Justin, yeah, it's, it's quite a nice day out there, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely sensational. By uh, Wednesday 24, I've got my Speedos Sorry? at the ready. Ladies, I'm going to be on the streets semi-naked. What do you mean oh. Wednesday 24? Well, it's going to be apparently 24 oh, on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I see. I, I, just, if it's you, quite simple to understand, well, no, boss. No, it's not, mate. You missed quite a few words out of that sentence. So, if we're talking about the weather, and I say it's going to be 24 on Wednesday, I thought you, you think the, that's hard to understand? I thought you meant the, the, the date. I was thinking, well, no, 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 no it's the no. 13th now. So anyway, guys. 15th, yeah. Anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's Justin been doing? What have you been doing? I don't care. Uh, you've been talking about cheating this morning. Oh, this is brilliant. Let me get this story. This chancer. Um, this is a great story. This, this is a great one. story. Because you think the world of chess... The world of chess is actually very nasty. And I, mm. I, I believe there have been murders in the world of chess. Yeah. Um, who was the, the American that defected to Russia? Um, Bill, not Billy Preston. He was the, the keyboard player. Um, not Billy Preston. Great Pipe, artist. She was the, the, the pop singer. Honey mm. to the bee, that's <laughs> you for me. Honey to the bee. Um, uh, um, Peter... Oh, uh, who's the chess player that defected? Not Kasparov. He was obviously Russian. Phillips, uh, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Fisher, Bobby Fisher, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Fisher. Bobby now Fisher. there's a story. Anyway, good a story. Ch- <laughs> he's, he's a fascinating guy. A chess grandmaster has been caught cheating during a tournament by using a mobile phone hidden in a lavatory. Georgian Georgiosnialidzi, thank you, I'm glad, yeah, who won his country's chess championship in 2013 and 2014, could now be banned from competing. He was expelled from the Dubai Open on Saturday when his opponent became suspicious about how many bathroom breaks he was taking. He was said to have been consulting a chess app (laughs) on his phone. Armenian Grandmaster Tigran Petroslan said in an interview, I won't say the... He, he would promptly reply to my moves and then literally run to the toilet. I noticed that he would always visit the same toilet partition, which was strange, since the, other two, <laughs> the other two partitions weren't occupied. After my opponent left the toilet partition another time, the arbiters entered it. What they found was the mobile phone with headphones. <gasps> oh, fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you've taken cheating to the streets, Justin. Yes, I mean, obviously, I've cheated at football in the past. I, I, I openly admit that I've dived for penalties, oh. but you've got to do what you've got to do sometimes. Oh, no! That, listen, I've got two young boys who thankfully don't listen to this rubbish. Their mm. mother forbids it because it's obscene. But you, you're the BBC. People look up to you, Justin. Yeah, I'm a changed man now. Yeah, but you can't say you've got to do what you've got to do. Well, some people still do it. What Watch match of the day. Every single weekend, people die for penalties. They cheat to win. Um, so what wait, happens, guys? Yeah, like so, this person so, here. So let's start the the the, uh, the the tide. Let's hang on. Let's start changing the tide. Yes. Stick that on the whiteboard. I got into set two at maths through copying mental arithmetic test. Uh, exactly. <sighs> people do these things. It's real life. Real London. Leicester Square, proper busy. So, I've taken this one to the streets. I mean, we were talking about uh, games this morning, such as chess and Monopoly and things like that. Have you ever cheated? Who mentioned Uh, Monopoly? Well, it's it's all part of have you ever cheated? Why did no one mention the game of life? Hmm? Game of life, well... That does pop up, because some people took the question the wrong way. <laughs> Have you ever cheated? This gets very awkward. Oh. Take a listen. I, I, I can't just say, uh, you, far for you, from you to use hyperbole and, uh, and uh, re- repetition, but whenever you say, this gets very awkward, <laughs> I get all tingly inside. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
taking it to the streets with J Dog. Um, have you ever cheated? Yes. Tell uh, us what happened. Oh no, I was just out having fun with my mates and then my girlfriend wasn't there and then there was a couple of girls there and then, yeah. Just, oh. yeah. So it was right. just like oh. a one night stand sort of thing. But we're talking about chess? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I thought we were talking about relationships, but yeah. I, I, I don't play chess. I've never played so you've chess. You've never cheated at chess, but you've cheated on your girlfriend? It was just once anyway. Just once? Yeah. What, you think once is okay? No, it's not okay, like, because um, I, I got caught eventually and yeah. um, it didn't end up very well, but yeah, you learn from your mistakes. You won't do it again? Yep, I won't do it again. Thanks for your time, Chief. Yeah. Take care. Cheers, thank you. Sorry for the misunderstanding. Here we have a very frank admission. Madam, you've cheated at Monopoly. Tell us what happened. Outrageous. <laughs> I need something so I could get an extra go. And you got away with it? Yes, I did, yes. Now, what's the feeling like when you win, but you win by cheating? No difference. <laughs> How are you, madam? I'm fine. Lovely. Have you ever cheated? No. No. Well, on your partner? No, no, at chess. Oh, chess! No, no, I don't even know how to play it. Ever cheated? Monopoly, yeah. I had to. Everyone else keeps winning. <laughs> you had um, to? Yeah. Why couldn't you just lost and, and lost gracefully? You keep losing and losing and losing. It just gets to you. You go a bit crazy with it. So you, like, so you had to cheat? Come on, let, let, let's get it out there. Let's get it out there in the open. I had to. It's just like, for once, it was just nice winning for the once. I mean, honestly, w when you cheat to win, what's that feeling like? Because you, you're almost cheating yourself, aren't you? Yeah, you are. You are. I hope it's quite nice. It's just, after all the time losing, after all the time losing, it's just nice to actually win for once. But yeah. then it's like, I didn't last for a second, and then you're like, well, mm -hmm. too much. How does it feel to, to, to get this off your chest this morning? It's all right. It feels a bit better, you know. I know it's only a game, but, you know. Feels good talking about it. Say, yeah, because I say, with everything else, like gambling and stuff, mm -hmm. I've never, ever tried because it's just too risky. <laughs> that poor fella at the beginning, mate. Mm. That was unfair. Hey, listen, his word's not mine. You... <laughs> i tell you what, though. He said he'd, he'd learned his lesson, but he was smiling all the way through that. And he was. A couple of girls, that's, that's more I than know. And I the, know. the best line from you for a long, long time since How Does That Make You Feel As A Person, mm. uh, which you've not said for a while, Justin. Yeah. The best line, so you've never cheated at chess, but you have cheated on your girlfriend. <laughs> yes, he took that question the wrong way, but as I say, you know... His words, not mine. You're like, the thing is, we all laugh at Justin behind his back and say he's a yeah. plum and he's, mm -hmm. he dresses, you know, 15 years too young what? and he's got rubbish taste in music and, and he looks silly and his tan is ridiculous and doesn't know how to make a cup of coffee. But hmm. while all that stuff may actually be true, hmm. he's like our Paxman. He just, he just People nails it. People tell him it. stuff. People, People tell, him stuff. tell him stuff. I've got a quote. It's not about me. It's what comes out of those speakers. Who's the quote from? Myself. Oh, well, you just one, quoted yourself. I've got one thing to say to you, Justin. Yeah, go on. Good morning, sir. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you. Take care. <laughs> He's really made me laugh the last week. Tell him to stop it. Got a tweet here from Simon Ratcliffe. Yep, morning, Simon. You know you're talking to, earlier on to Dad Pop, and he said, oh, it's a shame these days no one talks to each other in lifts. Yeah. If you want to freak people out, get in a lift with the others and face away from the door. Oh! <laughs> I've been uh, spending a lot of time in lifts recently because mm. I've been working in a building that has lifts, not here, and I've been staying in hotels. A lot of time in lifts. And um, I um, 
did a little... I'm good at the banter in the... If there's a vibe going on in the lift, I can ride it. it you know, if something funny's happened, um, someone's running for the lift, or... no, I, I can ride that, but you don't start a spontaneous conversation. You no. wait for the vibe. Do you know what I like in lifts? Children. You know what I mean, don't they, you, Kelly? They break yeah. the ice. Yeah. Don't they? In a lift? A child. Yeah. Gives a, everyone something to focus yeah, on. Yeah, but I don't like... And my boys do this, and I, boy, oh, boy, they get a clip around the ear. I mean, what? When there's other people in the lift and they press all the buttons. <gasps> I want to walk into a lift and sit down. Just chill out. Tony Blackburn was telling us about uh, Mike Reed, the disc jockey, getting, tra- <laughs> getting trapped in a lift, not once but twice, the same lift. Yeah. And having a whitey. Well, he said that there was no <laughs> air in there anymore, like it was some kind of blow-felt lift that but he starts had to, to su- <laughs> suck the air out. He was in there for about 45 minutes, and they had to, uh, the fire brigade had to um, uh, hoik him out of the top of the lift. He had to, he had to climb up a shaft. I've not done that that's for a, ages. A, it's a delightful image. I also like the image of the girls. Do you know when they did Dancers in Need? What? Dancers in Need? We weren't allowed to say Strictly. Oh, this Strictly here, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the girls are trapped in the lift, and uh, there was supposed to be this big reveal as the lift doors opened. All the audience turns to the lift. They can't get the lift open. They're all trapped in there. And a chef had to come out from the back of the facility and try to pry it open with a fish slice. Tomorrow, I'm going to write it on the board, guys. When have you used kitchen utensils for something other than what they were made? You can make this shorter. When have you used kitchen utensils in a different situation? Other uses for kitchen utensils. Thank you. That's going to be number nine. Tomorrow, we're good. we've got nine. We'll have nine things on the board. We'll run through those nine I've things. I've got a fish slice story. I'll save it. Oh Well, uh, do you know what? We, there was very little in the show. But we, it was all right. I'd give it a five and a half out of ten. I'm a harsh judge. Five and a half. I'll give it... F- uh, well, the University of Bedford, four. David Bikini... Give it a four. ..and Dealey. Four. Three? Five. OK. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable. And in the M25 anti-clockwise there are queues between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the A41 southbound there are queues between Hemel Hempstead Turnoff and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In High Wycombe the A404 is looking busy on the speed sensors at Junction 4 for the Handycross roundabout. It's actually looking quite slow on all the approaches to the Handycross roundabout. And in Roxton on the Great North Road it's busy from the St. Mary's Junction to the Black roundabout. Virgin Trains West Coast still have 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and London Euston. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, excellent stuff today. Thank you. Justin, uh, wonderful. Kelly, excellent stuff. Catherine, good work. Back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... 
What can be done to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo? Daventry District Councillor considering giving dog walkers on-the-spot fines of up to £100 if they're caught walking without poo bags to clean up after their dog. If the owners fail to pay this fine within seven days, they could be taken to court and charged £1,000. They're thought to be the first council in the country to consider this controversial policy, which will be put out to public consultation in May. The town council receives 120 formal complaints per year about dog mess, but they believe this is just the tip of the iceberg. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you think it's a good idea? And if not, what can be done to tackle dog owners who don't pick up the poo? Have your say on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Lee Agnew. Labour is launching its election manifesto this morning with a promise to be responsible with the country's finances. The Shadow Chancellor, Ed Ball, says every policy is costed and won't require extra borrowing. We will only spend money where we can show where it's raised. No unfunded commitments, nothing paid for by additional borrowing. The Tories are making unfunded commitments which will hit family finances. I'll save the NHS, but I'm not going to make promises until we can show where the money will come from. That's the irresponsible approach. The University of Bedfordshire's Vice-Chancellor is defending the amount he claims on expenses. It's been reported that staff and unions are unhappy with Bill Rammell's decision to cut costs while making claims for overseas business class travel. But Mr Rammell says without the trips it could cost the university up to £35 million. I go straight into meetings. My last trip was to Oman. Uh, straight into meetings, straight into a graduation ceremony. I was there for 36 hours. These are not jollies. I and 50 universities. University staff travel overseas each year in support of our business.